Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 102nd edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these right here are the Chronicles of Mark Woodyat. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, is this handsome fella right here. It's the Scotsman Tom. And welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it! Hey there. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Mann. Hey guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hey everyone, this is Mark from the incredible Mark and Me podcast, which is so much better than the podcast you're about to listen to. But anyway, it's time. I hope you enjoy it. It's now time for Jamie and Tom bringing you the latest episode of the Chronicles of Podcast. Jack the Ripper's ancestors are still out there. Jack don't kill flies, he kills people. Nuggets restaurant. That's what we're doing next. Nuggets restaurant. This week, we are joined by Mark Woodyat. Mark Woodyat is the host of the incredible Mark and Me podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark. A, a podcast very similar to ours, where he speaks to people from all over the world, musicians, actors, you name it. And he's just about to release his free 100th episode, which I believe actually comes out today as you are listening to this. And we have a back catalogue of guests like Kevin Smith, Alex Winter, Vil Vallo, Brandon Boyd from Incubus, and so many more. You just know it's going to be another incredible guest to mark that monumental occasion. I can't believe you didn't mention Anthony Hopkins. Out of all that, oh, you could have chosen. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Anthony Hopkins wasn't on the list. Yeah, it, it's meant Mark's podcasting career stems back 10 years, maybe more. Um, absolutely insane. The man knew what podcasting was before it became like a really big thing. Um, because I know I didn't know about it until about 2018 ish. Um, but apparently it's been going for a lot longer than that. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know how much of a busy boy you are, and it meant the world that you came on our show. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're just doing interviews back to back to back to back and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, this is this is pretty sick. And he's also used to do the podcast Skip to the End, uh, I do believe, Jamie, as well. So, yeah, you know, indeed. for all you Skip to the End fans as well, this is going to be a big one for you. Uh, what a time to release the interview on his 300th edition release at the same time. Like, it couldn't have worked out any better. We didn't even plan this. Just, so It's fate. Fate is what it is. Absolutely. Jamie! Yes, sir. Do you, and yes, I mean you, do you happen to have any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Mark. It was lovely to meet you at 2000 Trees. We couldn't make it work then, and so I'm so glad we got to sit down here and have this incredible conversation. Congratulations on 300 episodes, my friend. Absolutely amazing. Again, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us. Hi, Jamie said, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It meant the world, and I think you deserved a proper interview than a, than a quick 10-minute at Trees. It was lovely to meet you. Uh, and what more can I say? Ladies and gentlemen, here... We go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week 
It's Mark Woodyard. Ladies and gentlemen, today we welcome an amazing guest who, like us, has spoken to many incredible people from all over the world and helped deliver to you their wonderful stories. A man who, when I first discovered, thanks to a wrestling podcast of all things, I was instantly jealous of due to his incredible first guest. We recently met this man in person at 2000 Trees and we hit it off so naturally we had to get him onto the show to bring his story to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you not Mark and me, but Mark, Tom and me, as we bring you the Chronicles of Mark Woodjet. Lovely. That's beautiful. I want to clap that. That's the nicest ever introduction I've ever had, ever. What I'll do, I'll record that, edit it, and then whenever I do a live show from now on, I'll play it at the start like Peter Kay, you know, to warm up the crowd. Here he is, Mark, Jamie and Tom, but they couldn't make it tonight. Would you ask? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Jamie. I love it. Uh, you know, more than oh, Jamie, Mark, I'm actually really proud of you. I didn't know where that was going for a start. I was like, where's it going with this? He doesn't tell me things, Mark, so I never know what's going to happen. I'm always like, oh my God, he's not going to just completely discredit himself, is he? That was lovely. Anyway, it was great. Absolutely great. But I know this was a while ago now, but I'm always intrigued to find out how people got through it. How was your pandemic season? How were the last few years been for you? Wow. A big one to go straight in with. Um, It was good because I worked from home and during that time, it gave me a lot more time to really think truly what I wanted to do. Um, A lot of people obviously were affected and I can't take anything away from people that lost people or who had illnesses. It was a horrible time. But luckily I survived and I sat and I really worked on getting the podcast to the next level where I wanted to go and try and take it to the next stage. So for me, it was really positive. I f- kind of feel like the pandemic gave us Zoom chats. Before that, everything was always expected it to be a face-to-face interview. So you're always limited. It's like, do you want to speak to Keanu Reeves? You're like, of course I do, but I can't fly to LA. But now, <laughs> thanks to this technology, we can speak to those amazing people. And it seems to be the standard going forward that if you want to speak to a band in America or a film star or an actor or a director, do you know what? We can. So. It wasn't the big negative thing for me. Um, I also moved in with my now wife at the time, which is great. Um, Got married and it felt like a really positive time, apart from everyone dying. But yeah, a lot of people got a lot of positivity out of it. But I think obviously, you know, aside from the fucking horrificness of the fact that everybody obviously passed away and it was quite a scary time, I think. You know, never never did we ever think that the whole entire world was go, no, I'm shutting down for a bit. You know, you're there going, it'll be a couple of weeks, it'll be fine. Oh, it's only for a month or so, it'll be absolutely fine. It's a year? <laughs> What's going on? Can we go outside? <laughs> the, the real scary part, I think, was when I was, because I love live music, so I love going to gigs. And there was a period where I kept buying loads of gig tickets. And then they obviously went to the point of some bands started to cancel their whole tour because they couldn't yeah. travel. They couldn't come into the country and out of the country and people couldn't leave their homes. So I had tickets to stuff like Alice in Chains and really decent gigs that would only happen in the UK every four or five years. So I think I had tickets for Incubus in a nice small venue, Faith No More in Birmingham Academy, all these great gigs. And my inbox every day was just like Ticketmaster. Oh, what's this? Unfortunately, Faith No More will no longer be playing their tour. We cannot reschedule this. So here's your money back. And I'm like, ah, and it was horrendous. There was a moment when I truly hand on heart thought to myself, I might not ever go to a festival or gig again because 
download had been cancelled. It then got cancelled again. Mm. Everything wasn't happening. And I truly believed that maybe there's just something fucked in this world that's going to stop us enjoying live music again. And for me, that's my like church. That's my place to go. That's my place to be around people like me, have a great time, feel safe, and just enjoy the best thing ever, live music. So, yeah, that was the scary part. Yeah, it, it was terrifying. I remember those days as well. Like, oh, I'm going to get tickets to that gig. Uh, no, I'm not. It's been cancelled already. Okay, maybe <laughs> not. The idea was nice for five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> but, Mark, a question I like to ask every guest that we have on this show. It, take us back to the days of Young Master, would you? What did you want to be when you were growing up? Because I can't see a small child wanting to be a podcaster. So what no. was it for you? Was it astronaut, train driver? I don't know. I'm 41, so podcasting wasn't around when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> there wasn't even MP3s or streaming or <laughs> even the internet. Uh, God, I sound old. It's so true. <laughs> but it's true. There wasn't Spotify. I don't know what. So when I was a kid, I remember having a go-kart when I was like two or three. And I in my head... I think I would have been, I wasn't like obsessed with Formula One. I didn't care, but I wanted to be a driver. I was always like in my go-kart imagining being like Damon Hill or something, you know, just I'm going to be that cool kid whipping around. But then being obsessed with 80s films as a kid growing up, truly I thought to myself, I would love to be Marty McFly. I want to build a time oh. machine. I used to go down to a place called the Cleveland's Fields, which is not too far down the road. And uh, we would build dens like you do with your mates and all these great days in the park and play football all day. But I truly thought that one day I'd find a flux capacitor in one of the hedges or something and make this amazing uh, time machine out of like an old Ford Escort that had been burnt out. Like magically I'd be able to turn it into this flying incredible time machine. But unless this is really fucked up and it isn't really the year 2023 and all this is some another universe, I never actually got to be in the future. Oh. we've had some great answers to that question but i think martin mcfly might be in my top one now when you watch the sh when you watch back to the future one and two the hoverboard the cool little gilet he wears the amazing night viewing trainers with the red tick everything's iconic and i just when i watched that film he was the kid that i wanted to grow up to be like martin mcfly was the idol you know my dad used to watch films like rocky and i'd be like oh that's cool but there's something about just michael j fox he was just the coolest guy in the planet on that film. He really, he really was. He really, there's no denying that. He really was. But you're saying there, we were talking a minute ago about music, and you're saying there about film and everything like that. Did you ever have like a desire to get into the entertainment world? Because you are a massive fan of movies and music, as I've just said. Um, no, because I went to school and I was I failed all my GCSEs. I just hated school. I got expelled. I got suspended. I was uh, the bad kid. I got it all out of my system as a young kid. And then I was good. When you see some other people are like little angels at school and now they're all banged away for robbery and stuff. So it's like so you either go one way or the other. You start bad and then turn <laughs> out good or it goes the other way. And I'm lucky that I got it all out of my system at a young age. Had lots of fights. It was an awful child. But as an adult, I feel like I've done well. I'm happy. I'm a nice person now. I don't fight and throw people through walls and stuff. So um, I always always since the age of 11 was uh wanting to be in a band um i used to listen to nirvana at primary school i had a pencil case and i'd scratched in all the lyrics to nirvana Nevermind. um and i even at 11 i remember wanting to be like kirk bain and standing in front of the mirror with a guitar 
And even at secondary school, when I was only 14 and 15, I was in a band and I thought that would make it. And at the age of 15, which is mad, I did a gig and we supported Travis on their Man Who tour, who were absolutely huge. And I was 15 and they just bought Why Does It Always Rain On Me Out? And I'm on stage getting the whole crowd at this venue to wave to my mom and dad because my mom and dad was sat at the back and the only reason I could do the gig because I was only 15 was if my mom and dad came to the tour, which is mad. I didn't see that well. I didn't see it going that way. I'll be honest. Um, Travis were great. Yeah, there was. We played with a few big bands. There was a band called Chumbawamba who had that massive oh, number one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a band called Rachel Stamp who were quite yes. grungy. Yeah, some Rachel good bands. Stamp. So we we put, got to support them on my 16th birthday. And Travis was the biggest one. Um, and then I remember going to uni. I'm trying to like sum up 40 years really quickly for you. But when I went to uni, <laughs> I really got into music and I was studying um, music technology. So I learned how to produce yeah. and record bands and edit and do Pro Tools. And remember, this is over 20 years ago. So it wasn't as good as it was now where you could just download it for free and get all this great software. It was all about the big hardware and the drivers and the MIDI, the MIDI desks and everything. And that was just to kind of keep my parents happy and be like, I'm going to uni, I'm going to study. But really, it was the perfect opportunity just to go to party, meet people, learn how to roll a joint. Um, <laughs> and I remember writing for the fanzine at the age of like 19 and the first interview I ever did was with Hell is for Heroes, um, which was cool because they're one of my favorite bands and I was like a pinch me moment. So at that point I was then like, Oh, I've got a taste for this. This is what I want to do. So I hope that's a long answer, but answers your question. We like long answers here. We like, you know, to really delve in We do, when people start going, yeah, Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> There's just so much to unpack there, though. I'm still shook over you being like this wild rebel teenager. You're such like a nicely spoken, lovely person. It's like, I can't imagine you throwing people through walls. What? It was just a, that's more at primary school. So it's more between the age of kind of well, secondary school as well. So up to my sort of from like sort of the age of eight to about 15, just wanted to be the center of attention it's i'm an only child you know i was just a twat <laughs> i mean you said it so yeah no, yeah the thing as wwe i mean did it, not, 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 like because obviously we're throwing people through wars that's what i want to be when i was growing up anyway I always wants to be a wrestler when i was growing up i had up, all so. the vhs's i'm probably like you i watched all the wrestlemanias and remember like downloads getting people to video them off sky pay-per-view yeah so wrestling was a massive part. I, I've been to WrestleMania. I've been to two, uh, two SummerSlams, one WrestleMania. Uh, I'm going to AEW this weekend. Yes. Yes, you fucking are. I'll be there too. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> I'm very excited. Give me a message. I'll <laughs> yeah. we'll have a beer. Yeah, I'm down. I'm 100% down for that. I'm giddy. I know we've divided away a little bit, but I'm giddy as fuck for this weekend. Sorry. I went to WrestleMania 28 and saw CM Punk versus Undertaker in New Jersey. Oh. So... Then I went to SummerSlam four years ago in Brooklyn and then five years ago in Brooklyn, back to back. It was incredible. They're oh, on the dream list. Yeah. Really are so. dream. Oh, amazing. But still to this day, we always hear the question, so what exactly is a podcast? Even though there's like seven billion of them out there in the world now. 
But before you got into the world of podcasting, were you a big listener of them? How did you discover them being a thing? Great question. Yes, is my answer. Oh, he's one of them. He's one of them. (laughs) Truly. um, Do you know what's really strange about podcasting, right? Now everyone has one. So if you've got someone, you go, I've got a podcast. Like, oh yeah, me too. What? How many have you got? And you're like, oh god. Like every footballer, every musician, nearly every. It's weird now if you haven't got a podcast, you're like, what? So take it back ten years ago. Truly. I realize I say truly too much, but um, all good. <laughs> I, I not everyone had a podcast. It was rare, and it was that thing that was for me unheard of. So I used to listen to Smodcast, Kevin Smith's podcast, and I absolutely loved it. And he had then different things on his network, um, and I couldn't believe that the same guy could work so much. So we had like Jay and Silent Bob get old, and then there's Plus One with his wife, and then he had his own show, then he had a show with Mark Bernardin on Fat Man and Batman, and I couldn't believe that he could produce so much content, but it was great, because if I'm commuting to work or what I was doing, I'd listen to an episode, and on the way back, I'd then be like, oh, he's uploaded another episode of Plus One with Jen, so I'll listen to that. And he was my idol. He was my genuine reason to want to pick up a microphone. And if it wasn't for the Smodcast, I wouldn't have done Mark and Me or Skips the End. Um, I idolise Kevin Smith, and if people slag him off, I don't get it, because he's done everything for our culture. Um, he's yeah. the reason a lot of people have picked up a microphone. He's the reason why people have picked up a camera. Look at Clerks, Chase and Amy, Morat's masterpieces. And he really was the reason. And I would just sit there and love it. And then I remember Ricky Gervais used to do a podcast with mm-hmm. Carl Pilkington. And they're the only things I remember where I'd be crying with my headphones on of laughter of how stupid Carl Pilkington was and him and Steve Merchant and Ricky Gervais had the best chemistry. And I just didn't need to watch it. It was an entertaining show that wasn't on DVD or on Sky or on Netflix. It was pure audio and I loved it. And I was like, I reckon I could do this. Like, this is so much fun. Like maybe we could just have the same fun and see if people like us, you know? It, yeah, it's an, exactly the same to me. Kevin Smith is a reason I picked up a pair of headphones and a microphone. That's awesome. Like, I've always said, I'm, I wear the man on my sleeve. Like, I, I love the man. I completely get it, completely get it. But before we talk about the shows you've been involved with, I, did, I wanted to talk about you as a podcaster, as a person. Okay. Because to do what we need to do, you've got to have that confidence to put yourself out there and be outgoing, have that personality. Have you always been that way? Or is that sort of a skill you've had to develop over the years doing this? Wow. Um, it's really hard because I've met you guys once. So I've met you at the festival. It was quite brief. Like, How are you doing, guys? You're right. Cool. How's it going? So you don't really know me. You know me no. as the podcaster, Mark. So you listen to Mark and me. I know you're both fans of the show and I appreciate you listening. And I know you get an idea of what I do because it's a two-way conversation. So you might have heard me talking about my past or my family or friends or influences. But that's kind of like me being Mark the podcaster. I'm not saying I wear a mask. I'm just, I couldn't go on a show, could I, and be feeling depressed or down or a bit low. So I can't be like, welcome to Mark and me. I've had a really shit day today and I felt quite depressed and I didn't want to leave the house. But on today's episode, I'm joined by Brandon Boyd from Incubus. How you doing, Brandon? Like, that would be the worst thing ever. But then that is really me. So I do have bad days. I feel down some days. I'm not this larger than life, really hyper happy person because 
I kind of hide behind the microphone, if that makes sense. So I, I didn't, a lot of people say to me, Mark, why don't you get on YouTube? Why don't you, with all these numbers, why the hell are you not going on YouTube? It's like, I feel like with the podcast, I can put out my thoughts. It's like an entry to a diary that then gets logged and the world can listen to, but it's a moment captured in time. So when I look at my Spotify and there's 290 episodes on there, I can go back four years ago and see, oh, I interviewed Mads Mickelson. I remember that day. That was lovely. We sat in the sun, we smoked, we had a drink and we talked. And that was a really good day. I remember feeling happy and confident. We'd just been to the Comic-Con. So for me, it's my little diary entry of like, there you go. But the world can have it as well. And those people can enjoy that interview. But I didn't record it for the whole world to listen to. I recorded it because I wanted to speak to someone who I loved, who I absolutely worshipped as Hannibal in the TV series. I was very lucky to have that opportunity. But once it's recorded and published and put out there for the world, I move on to the next one. And it's like my next day, my next entry to my diary. So it might sound a bit weird as an answer, but it's uh, something that's there for, in history now for me to look back at, like a photo album, like a, mm. like a diary. It's all the things I've been up to over the last six years, but it's under the title of a podcast. But I can't even remember your question, sorry, but um, I, I, I am confident in the way that if you give me a, a guest without any prep or any time and like, Mark, can you interview holding absence? I'm instantly like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I don't need to like, you, you've got to be confident, haven't you? You've got to be like, I want to do this and you want the guest to have a good time. So I feel like I have got this pos positive personality but I'm not the person that everyone probably thinks I really am when I'm standing on stage and I'm having fun and doing this because I do have bad days and that's not to bring this episode down, but it's important that people do put their hand up and say, people suffer, people have depression, people have anxiety, people have stress, people have bad days. People look at themselves in the mirror and think, God, I do not look good. It's not all the perfect life that everyone puts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter every day. That's, always the highlights and the good things if that makes sense yeah i mean because obviously you don't do don't do much of a show around it it's your literally just interview bosh there it is done so i mean obviously when you say about having bad days and you're feeling depressed or down or whatever don't you think of, i mean this is just from my standpoint i'm not saying this is what you should be doing like let, let, talk about it i mean obviously i know you don't have a co-host so obviously for me it's or for jamie it's easy because we can just bounce off each other and talk to each other whilst because we do a show and the interview, whereas obviously yours is just if you're based. So, I mean, surely would not getting it out there make you feel better? Not obviously being like, like you say, yeah, here we are with so, you know. <laughs> but, I'd be, but, but maybe approach the subject with them in a way, I guess. Which I'm doing do more. Yeah, that's a really fair point, Tom. And what I do is at the start, it sounds weird when you're editing as a podcaster, you look at your sound waves and you see yourself talking and you see the guest and you'd hope that they're not, you know, there's there's you asking the question, you can see they talk, and then you ask the question, you can see they talk. And at the start of the podcast, it was very, I was very minimal. It was just me asking a question and then like letting them hit the ball and play around and I'd get it again and then throw it again for them. <laughs> what I have noticed a lot more now is the sound waves are a lot more even. And that, that might sound crazy if you're not a podcaster or an editor, but the conversations are a lot more two-way. So when I had Brandon Boyd on, we spent half an hour talking about mental health and that we have bad days and that we do yoga and that we do walking with our dogs. When I had Everclear on, I talked all about the fact that I'm not a father and um, 
me and my partner haven't had kids and the expectation in the world is, oh, you're married. Why have you not got kids? And it's not always that simple. And there's all these things yeah. in the world. And I noticed that without making this um, a conscious choice to do this, I'm opening up a lot more and I'm allowing myself to be heard and on the episodes and I get so much feedback. I had Raul from Enter Shikari um, and I just went for it. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to let the world know that I have depression. I'm going to let the world know I have bad days. I'm going to let the world know I've gone through a divorce and I'm married again. Like I can't hide everything. I don't want to be, is this really Mark? So now if you listen to the episodes, I truly believe that you now get to see a lot more of the real me and it is a two-way so i've not got a co-host but i use my guests to bounce off some guests don't want to know you know if it's a to promote a film or to promote an album they don't want to hear about the fact you had a breakup or this or that but i've noticed a lot more guests that i talk to i have Barry tomorrow on and people like this those guys are all very big on do you know what like i suffer too and i'm glad you're talking about it mark and it was so good like so positive that we're like yeah like life is tough life is hard guys do suffer and have depression it's not that we're fannies or wimps we are genuinely human as well yeah and I, I think it all comes down to as well like so obviously we're getting into it now that <laughs> 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 obviously society like you said about you know 41 you haven't got children i don't want kids there's no. An absolutely no way in fucking hell i'm 36 i don't want children at all i'm too selfish um, and plus they do my fucking head in anyway. Uh, <laughs> but like you say, people like society is always like, oh yeah, but you know, you're in your forties now, surely you'd be having, you'd have had two or three by now. You know, why, why are you not getting married at 25? Why are you not having this? Why are you not doing that? Cause society has made people, has processed people to be like, this is how life works. Everybody yeah. does the same thing. Everyone does at the same age. You know, you go to university, you pass university, you get your job, you get your drive, you meet someone, you marry them, you have kids, you die. That's basically how it all works, isn't it? In, in today's day and age. It, it is. And there's, there seems to be this like blueprint that everyone should follow. But one good thing I think I've seen a change in, and I sound like a granddad standing at a pub now going, oh, the times aren't the same as they used to be. But, <laughs> but truly... I have seen a bit of a change now. Like a lot of my friends haven't got kids. There's not as much pressure. Some people are just like, I can't have kids. Or some people are just like, why the fuck would I bring a kid into this world right now? Like, oh yeah. The expectations aren't as heavy. I know a lot of people that have kids and then get married, you know, or just don't bother getting married and stay together as boyfriend and girlfriend, but have kids. You know, it's, it's not as traditional, but 10, 20 years ago, it seems a lot more like you're not married and you're 31. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be talking like this, to be honest, boys. This was quite serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's good. Him off. <laughs> yeah. We just, we, if, if, if that's the way the road goes, we'll just drive down it. Do you know what I mean? I'm there, we man. Don't... I'm in the seat. Good. I don't like it when people start to go somewhere. You're like, oh, okay. Anyway, you know, you get the cane out in the theatre and pull them back in again. Like, no, we don't do that here. We <laughs> no, just it's like good. To... It's natural. It feels, uh, it feels like a counselling session, but in a good way. <laughs> I feel like I should lie down for some reason. Now. Yeah, yes, doctor. He told me this and that. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Mark. We're we're done for today. Thank you for your time. That's a great episode. Thank you. That was sixty-five pounds. See you next week. That'd be three hundred pounds. Thank you very much. Um, Where do we go from here? Yeah. I was going to say. So, go, just going back to the podcast, quick. Like, obviously, you've been going since what 2016. Um. What? We skipped the end. 
Mark and Me started 2016, didn't it? Uh, that oh, I, I, uh, it might I'm be. Pretty sure. It was that, make, that makes sense. That's seven years. That's a long time. I don't think it's that long, but maybe it is. Jesus, if it is, that's crazy. So we'll skip to the end. Is that before or is that dur- at the same time? Skip to the end was first. So skip to the end yeah. is nine years old last week. Um, oh, my days. First episode. Um, God, you're right. It was September the 21st, 2016. First episode yep. of Mark and Me. Um, but skip to the end launched nine years ago. Um, and that was, again, there wasn't many movie podcasts. Um, there was a few that had Total Film, Empire. But me, Ben, and my friend Adam, we would just sit around and go and watch films every week, have a few beers. And it was just to the point where I remember us, we went to see Captain America and I um, we'd sat in the bar afterwards and we were just talking like reviewers. Like, oh, how good was the cinematography and the special effects were so yeah. good. And <laughs> oh, who would you get to play Captain America? And, who... and it sounded great. And I was like, God, if... I was sat in the pub next to you. I'd want to join in on this conversation. Like, this sounds fun. Like, this is good. <laughs> so we just said to ourselves, let's just have some fun, record it on an iPhone. We got a table, sat around, little iPhone, push record. Didn't really edit it. Didn't know you could put music in and out. It's real basic. Um, I love the name Skip the End because it referenced from Spaced, which is one of the best TV shows ever. Yes, it is. And um, we put it out there. And we uploaded it and i think we had about three four thousand downloads in a week and i was like oh wow like that's nuts people wanted to hear more so we just did another one and another one and then five years later we did a um, live podcast called skip fest which was a whole festival which we sold out in about four minutes and we jesus yeah it was awesome (laughs) sorry yeah it was unbelievable (laughs) We had our own t-shirt range which sold out we had merch stickers we got voted the best podcast of the year by film four and then we got to attend the godzilla film premiere in london we got sent to new york and all paid for and we finished on about 14 million downloads which was just madness Dude. absolutely insane it is but that wouldn't happen now you know people are like oh imagine it now it's like no we were there at the right time you'd get lost in the world now if you uploaded skip the end today it would just be lost in all the traffic and all the other movie people we were just we got there at the right time had fun got the great concept the the structure worked talk about an old film talk about a new film have a game show do lots of new like articles on like rewatches and top five topics and top threes and the chemistry was just, people still miss it now. People beg. Everywhere I go, people are like, when's Skip the End coming back? It's like, well, you know, we we wanted to go out looking at the top. We didn't want people to remember like, oh, Skip to the End. Yeah, they used to be really good. Like, I don't want to be that <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what, so. was it, what was it that, obviously you're saying it, obviously no, the, the platform wasn't saturated with tons and tons of podcasts like it is today, but something must have caught for it to have so many goddamn downloads and such a we had um we had a couple of guests on so we went to mcm comic-con which was you know again just starting out in the uk and we had gillian anderson on as a guest from x-files and then we had uh walt jr from breaking bad and it was just special guests on the episode which we never planned to do and then kind of led to me wanting to interview people because i was like oh this is fun but it didn't really work in the 
format mm. of skip to the end so i was like oh maybe i should launch another podcast that i could interview people on <laughs> um so i've set the segue for you there lads um but i um had those guys retweet the episode which i didn't realize so my phone was like going crazy on twitter and i looked down it was like Gillian anson has retweeted and it was like just watching it like and it was insane and then walt jr um rj mitty the actor had retweeted it i was trying to remember it as well yeah um and we were just very lucky and then mcm signed us up as partners we then covered um wwe events like SummerSlam in new york and um they you know you get you have people like um i think at the at the time i can't remember the exact wrestlers but they were retweeting as well and wwe was retweeting so it was really helping and the traffic was just getting insane so it's like you watered it just the right time sort of thing like you yeah. hit it obviously like jamie said before the market was absolutely saturated with everybody and everyone doing it um just happened to walk in and go oh this sounds like a bit like fun well you know should we just have a bit of a chip wag and everybody wants to hear it okay cool lovely yeah so we'll go to mcm comic-con now right okay and we're going to new york city fuck me yeah so <laughs> it yeah. blew up really quick like i remember looking at the numbers and me and ben were like god like eight thousand for episode two so it's amazing and then you just kind of took it for granted like oh we're at episode 50 this is really cool and what's the numbers this week One hundred twenty thousand. oh awesome that's great but it, it was just he just saw it keep growing but you know oh it's a bit of a bad week this week why what's happened when you're on one hundred fifty-six thousand. Oh, i thought we did 180 <laughs> you know it's it's madness absolute madness um but i miss it it was great fun and we had an amazing time and then we got Gemma to come in as a host instead of adam and we had a change in the lineup and it the chemistry felt new and refreshed so maybe if that hadn't happened we wouldn't have lasted as long as we did but i think we went out at the right time we like went out with our heads held high people begging us to do more we had done a sold out live show all our merch has sold out it felt like this is the time like Look at The Office, the TV show, episodes series one and two by Ricky Gervais, some of the best, finest TV ever. You wouldn't want to see eight series or nine series of it. Just do something magical, yeah. release it, call it a day. Apart from the David Brent movie, which is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the Americans love to bleed stuff, I think. The Americans love to yeah. bleed a franchise and they'll just keep going until it doesn't make any more money, basically. But just quickly, before we take that left down Mark and Me Avenue, um <laughs> Love podcasting as a as a as a whole like you say i think do you think lockdown kind of killed it a little bit in the sense of like that now everybody is on there all the celebrities are on there all newscasters movie stars everybody every man is fucking dog i got a podcast now because do you think that lockdown kind of killed the platform a little bit or it's just like you know for us indie as for us indie lot as up here basically <laughs> tough that's a real tough one because i like the fact that anyone can start a podcast and some people come up to me i do i've done a few workshops uh for kids and they come along and they want to learn how to record a podcast and the excitement on their face when they listen back to themselves just literally talking yeah and you edit it a bit and put a bit of you know special effects on the voice or some noise in the background and their minds are blown like oh my god i can hear myself and you know <laughs> it's amazing um so i encourage people to do podcasts and i'm not like this oh how dare you do a podcast this is a threat to me like i help every podcast i ever speak to i try and push them i retweet i'm not this battle against everyone else um 
but it is to the point now where, and it's not bitter, but Peter Crouch starts a podcast and it's instantly got um, millions of listeners because it's him as a footballer. The content might not be that great. I'm not saying it is. I haven't listened, but he's instantly got a sponsorship because it's Peter Crouch. He's instantly got a producer that will edit it and do it all for him. He's automatically got a marketing team that do all the social media for him. He's got someone doing all the graphic design. He's got someone getting the guests for him to come on. And sometimes I'm like, I do all that on my own as a one man team. And I, I'm not Peter Crouch. I never earned the right to by playing football for years and being incredibly talented at that. But I sometimes feel like some people are giving it on a plate and I'm like, ah, oh, I worked years for that. You know, some people are like, how did you get Anthony Hopkins on the podcast? It's like, because I didn't stop working every single day for about three years. And, you know, I work so hard behind the scenes. I never stop. So that's why. So I'm not bitter, but I'm a bit like, God, all these people get it quite easy sometimes. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was, the road that's what I was trying to go down. I didn't mean like, oh, these motherfuckers, you know, coming in here stealing our jobs. No. Um, what? Yeah, but but you are right because of who they are. It's like have this, have that, have this. Don't work on a day in your life. It's fine. Whereas yeah. we're all here going, Jesus Christ! Do you, do you know how many emails I, had to, I was up till three a.m. sending them emails. Fuck me. Yeah. Then I had to edit the show. <laughs> then I had to you know do this. Then I had to make the artwork for it. Then I had to work out who's going to come out next week and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's so. a lot of work. Like it's. I've I've only spoke to a few podcasters on an episode. I've done a couple of other people's podcasts, but when you speak to another podcaster, it sounds really up my own ass now, and I'm not trying to, but they get it. You're like, do you know how hard it is every time you get a rejection on an email? And they're like, I know. And you don't sometimes even get a reply, and you've put so much work in, you really fought, and they're like, gave you their business card, and you're like, this is going to happen. And then they're like, no, nah, the guest actually doesn't want to do it. And you're like, it's soul destroying and you have to keep picking yourself up and go, all right. Yeah. So for every amazing guest I've had on and the Ron Perlman's and the Anthony Hopkins and the Kevin Smith's and the Aubrey Plaza's, there's been 50 to 60 no's for every other guest I've tried. There's been guests I've had on that have stood me up over 10 times. You know, I've had a guest come on and it was on the 11th time of recording that it actually happened, you know, five minutes before i log into zoom sorry can't do tonight just got to do this instead okay another chance sorry really can't do tonight just go okay nothing even comes through but if you're persistent and you try and you keep working hard they do come off eventually it is go on joe i was gonna say it is a lot harder work than i think people realize and obviously we do this for free we do this in our spare time you know it's it's not a job at the end of the day we put all these hours into it to give people content for free anyone yep. can listen to it but yeah so uh, what you're saying like peter crouch and stuff like that i'm like you've got your lane you're a footballer stay yeah. in your fucking lane. <laughs> this is mine now see like... i wanted to be nicer so people aren't like god he's a bitter bastard like no. if you jamie want to be the no, bitter bastard I, the episode that's good bastard. no it's fine yeah. <laughs> the only ones the only ones i support are the ones i listen to so jericho you're fine i like your podcast you can just yeah. carry on but yeah, the other ones go away. No. <laughs> yeah, and Jericho works hard. He's been in the industry years, and he's had that podcast going for a long time. And I've met him a few times and interviewed him. And he's he's so down to earth and so humble. He really gets the work ethic. And you know, I know he advertises pants and stuff on the podcast now, and <laughs> random beers and water. But do you know what? Sod it. Like he's earned it. Absolutely. I think cat litter is still my favourite thing that he's advertised on that podcast. So funny. <laughs> he's a true goat. Well, he really is. <laughs> and we get to see him on Saturday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. 
it's gonna be bad. Oh, yeah. so jealous. <laughs> but let, let's talk about Mark and me. So you were still doing skip to the end when you started Mark and me, is that right? Yes. Did so I we've like done the math before? now and um it looks like I was. So um yeah. I think there's about two year crossover. So what made you want to start that second? Was it like you said earlier, you just you wanted to interview people or was it? Yeah, so we'd we'd go to Comic Cons and at Comic Cons people would recognize you and be like, oh, I love Skip to the End. It's great. You know, thanks very much. But we needed a purpose to be there. We were partners. We were officially signed deals to work there and have partnerships with Universal and going to film premieres. And we got to see some really cool red carpet stuff. And I got invited to the BAFTAs and got to like hang out and have beers with massive celebrities, which just blows your mind. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell is a heavy drinker. Um, but genuinely, <laughs> like, we had these amazing memories. But they all came with this, like, it feels like there needs to be a purpose. We can't just keep going back on Skip to the End and being like, oh, we had a great weekend at the BAFTA Awards. We got drunk and hung out with, you know, so-and-so. It, it was good, but there's all these press junkets that were happening. And I was like, like, this feels weird not, like, saying no to interviewing, you know, Margot Robbie or Ryan Gosling. I'm like, what am I doing? Um, and I really enjoyed the interview side. And they wouldn't moan about me saying this Ben and Gemma from uh, skip the end weren't really into it. They were more about just reviewing films and being passionate about cinema. And that's great. Cause that's what the podcast was about, but I wanted to interview people. So I just thought to myself, do you know what? I'll just go off and do another podcast at the same time. And if any opportunities come up via skip the end, I'll utilize them and then use them through Mark and me. I did actually launch Mark and me with a co-host. Because yes. I wanted to have the chemistry of another guest and thought to myself, I wanted someone to bounce off. And you just made a really good point about how you two can talk before your interviews and after. And I saw you on 2000 Trees on the table and you guys were on a bit of banter each time. And I thought that's quite nice because it's quite lonely if you're a one man team. But I launched with a guy called Stu, who was on another podcast, um, the New Gen Wrestling Podcast. New Generation Project Wrestling Podcast. Yes. I was a huge fan awesome podcast which i miss dearly um but and again i say this with full love for Stu. he wasn't up for the work rate of doing an episode a week or every two weeks he was you know life gets in the way doesn't it you have jobs you have relationships and everything else so after two episodes it was very apparent like he's not going to be able to do what i do i want to travel i want to go around the country i want to go to festivals i want to go and interview people i want to basically have this as a full-time job one day and he wasn't up for it. And that's fine. It wasn't bitter. It wasn't like a big fallout. But it was a shame I didn't know that at the very start. So I launched with just the, the format it is. Because if you ever listen to the first episodes, you'd be like, what happened to Stu? Like, did he die? <laughs> but no. <laughs> I still um, wonder where he is. <laughs> yes, he's okay. He's happy. He's getting married. He's very in love and that's it's all amazing. good. So it's a good story. But um, I think he's just done with podcasting. And everyone has their life and time with podcasting. Sometimes you just retire and say, I'm done. And he did that with his wrestling podcast, which was really popular. And it wasn't right for Mark and me. So do you know what? Um, it was meant to be. And then since episode three, all the way up to 292 that I'm on now, I've done it on my own. Absolutely incredible. Like, fair play to you, man. Because like you said, well, we've been saying so much work goes in. And to be like 290 episodes flying solo is just, and 292 in is insane. All that work, all those. But it's great because you can go back and go, what did I 
say or do back in 2018 on in February. So it's 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 amazing. Like and I and it's, I it's I, crazy I, as well I, I now. I've got to the point where so I interviewed um, Hot Milk last week and they're a great band and I love them. Um, but it was the third time they've been on the podcast. And it's those little things now, like I love the band Frice. I've had Dustin on oh. and he's been on three times. And I'm like, God, it's weird. Like only in the seven years we've done the podcast or whatever we've worked out, it is now. Um, some people have been three or four times now and it's quite magical. Like, and they recognize me and they're like, oh yeah, I'll come back. And you see how their journeys also progressed in their life. And it's nice to reflect and be like, God, last time we came on, we weren't enjoying this and that. And since you've had a brand new album or you've had a baby or you've done this. And it's really cool to look back now and like, I sometimes go on Spotify if I can't sleep and just go from the very start and just scroll through. Because sometimes I, I'm sitting here on my laptop right now and I've got four episodes ready to go. So I'm not going to tell you them all, but I've got like Holding Absence, which I can't wait to release. It's a really good interview. I've got Super Love, who are a great band. Um and I will release them and then move on to the next one, building up to this big episode 300 at the moment. And my mentality is very big on this needs to be a big milestone. But as I've released it and pu- hit that publish button, it's like next, on to the next one. But I don't appreciate that the fact I got to sit and talk to Lucas from Holding Absence from a great band at a festival face to face. And then he wanted to follow it up. And then he listens to Mark and me and loves it and tells me that it's one of his favorite podcasts and it's an amazing moment but i have to kind of move on because i'm such a like workhorse i'm like i need to do the next one i need to get onto the next episode so sometimes i'll just lie in bed at night and i can't sleep and i'm like i just go through and i'm like oh shit i completely forgot that i had ron perlman on here or i had aubrey plaza you know it's 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 cool it's like a a reminder how far i've come it's a, it's amazing it really is like i get it as well because at times like when i've been putting like highlight clips together for like tiktok and social media i'm like shit yeah we spoke to that person oh we talked about this and it's amazing because like you're saying you do it you record it you edit it next the 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 amount of output i'm putting out there sometimes i worry i think to myself am i doing too many like sometimes in a week i can do three because you get opportunities and like today I recorded an interview and I've got two tomorrow afternoon and I've got one on Friday and I've got some in London. I'm like, there's probably five interviews that I'm going to do this week. And then I'm like, well, do I release all five next week? Because they're all talking about current things and they're promoting things that are out now or a brand new album. And I worry, I think, God, I hope I don't flood it too much that people can't catch up or some people are like, Oh, I can't, where do I start with this? But I also think, do you know what? Like they're timeless. So you could listen in a year or two years. We don't ever talk about politics. So it's not really like, oh, was that the date that Boris Johnson was in charge? None of that crap. <laughs> so I sometimes think people can just dip in and listen. And I get that a lot. People are like, oh, I love Kat Von D. I'm like, I've got an interview with her. Go and check it out. It's episode 71 or whatever, you know. But I mean, so this is probably very, very obvious. Where'd the name come from? Have you seen the film or heard the film Mac and Me? No. Right. So it's a really terrible 1980s film that was a complete ripoff. And I mean, complete ripoff of the film E.T. Yeah. Uh, which I okay. hope you've both seen. Surely you've both seen yes. E.T. That's good. Yes, I would yes. have hung up right away. And, <laughs> um, there's this really terrible film called Mac and Me. 
So I'll quickly show you, great for a podcast. People can't see this, but it's a little alien and a little boy. And it's okay. the worst film you'll ever see. They promote McDonald's all the way through it. Even the logo is the same <laughs> M from McDonald's. There's a dancing scene in one of the shops where he's on the counter of McDonald's. To save himself at the end when he's dying, he has to eat Skittles. Oh, little alien sake. eats Skittles. And as they're dying in the desert, they have to drink Coca-Cola. So it's a big, complete over-the-top advert for McDonald's. Look at the logo. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think they funded some of it. But I love it in a weird way because it's so bad. It's a great film. Like You know when you just like, this is so funny. So I just thought, Mark and me instead of Mac and me. That was it. Interesting. As it was the title, was the caption like, I'm loving it. Well, I'm fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, why didn't I do that? But I love it. Like it, these posters and everything. It's just such a crappy film. One day we'll get together and we'll watch it. Yes. Okay. With lots oh, of beers yes. and pizza. <laughs> oh, that sounds. I'm just in for the beers and pizza. To be fair, but uh, we'll do that. No, no, I'm joking. That sounds fucking. That sounds amazing. But I love that. It's so straightforward because obviously it's quite actually a great name because it's obviously yourself and yourself. Yes, and sometimes you get people going, "Oh, like, oh, welcome. Uh, am I me or am I Mark?" And it's like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I got that a few times at festivals. Like, no Welcome way! to Mark and me. Am I me or Mark? And um, if you look at my logo, it's the little alien. See, it's the alien from Mark. Yeah, it makes, now sense, it all makes now. sense. Now, it, yeah, now I get it. Now I fucking get it. <laughs> so there you go. But with with Mark and me, like I mentioned in my intro, you came straight out of the gate with my dream guest, which is how part of how I discovered you in Kevin Smith. And I hear through the grapevine, you had a very interesting way of getting Kevin to record that. I drugged him. <laughs> that isn't true. Uh, right now, Tom's like, I don't know if he's if he's being serious or not. I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, long story short, I've told this story. Um, if you're going to launch, you want to go big or go home, don't you? You want something big to make a statement. You can't be like, welcome to this podcast. I'm interviewing the guy that works down the road at CEX. Like... You know, that's not going to be a huge... So how do the stickers come off so easily? You know, like, you're not going to be able to do great content, are you? Why is the trade value of PlayStations so shit? It's not the episode that people want. So I I basically thought to myself, if I'm going to do this properly, my dream guest would be Kevin Smith. I'd love to work up to that. So like episode 100 or episode 250, get Kevin Smith. That's the goal. Like, get a piece of paper... Write down 10 names of guests you really want on the podcast. And your dream is to try and tick them all off. And as I sit here today, I've ticked off nine of the 10, which I originally started. And on episode 300, I finally tick off the last number on the list, which is the best feeling in the world. But Kevin Smith is the reason I think we both said, didn't we, Jamie, that we wanted to start podcasting. And it was basically in September of, well, it'd be August 2016, they had the Yoga Hoses premiere in London at the Prince Charles Cinema. And I went down and genuinely tweeted out stupidly, I'm going to try and meet Kevin Smith today. And all my friends were like, go on, like, you can do this. I kind of did this little story as I went down there of me on the train and then me arriving at the cinema. 
and something felt like all day like this is going to happen sounds really weird but i just thought i'm gonna meet him he's good with fans i'm not gonna be a dickhead i'm not gonna be a fanboy i'm not gonna try and kiss him like it'll be all right so i went to see the film and as he did his intro and finished he left the cinema and started walking towards the doors i got up and held the door open for him and he said cheers i got into the reception and it wasn't awkward it was like we both stood there and i said hey kevin huge fan didn't want to be too fanboy um I'm going to be starting a podcast and I know it sounds crazy, but I'd love to have you on. Is there any chance we can just do a quick 10 minute interview? I have my phone ready to push record. And he's like, oh man, I'm really sorry. I'm uh, taking my daughter out. We're going to a restaurant in town. It's already booked. And I said to him, look, you always say from when you researched and worshipped Wayne Gretzky, which is one of his favorite hockey players of all time. It isn't about the goals you score. It's about the shots you take. So this is me right now taking my shot. And he went, and you could see him like, fair play. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I can't deny that. I say it all the time. And he said, listen, I can't get out of going to this. We're going to a really posh restaurant. Will, Will Smith and his kids are meeting us. It was like a big event. But what I will do is when it finishes, come back here. The film's playing until midnight. I'll meet you in reception. And do you know what? You can have 10 minutes of my time. And I was like, wow. So I went back in, watched the film, shitting myself, thinking, is he going to be there? Is he going to call the cops? Am I going to be arrested? <laughs> Am I going to be blocked from coming to the cinema? Everyone left the cinema about quarter to 12. I hung around in reception. The staff like, you need to go now. I was like, no, no, I'm meeting Kevin Smith. They're like, yeah, of course you are. And then fair play, he came out of his dressing room or wherever he was backstage and was like, are you ready then? And I was like, and we just did it. I hit record and I interviewed him and it's terrible. It's me just scared, not knowing what I'm doing, but I interviewed him and I got it. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I was like, that's the reason I'm going to launch this podcast. But I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, Mark, like that's a big one to launch. What do you do with episode two? Like and the guy that works in KFC, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, this is not going to be easy, but luckily I got Corey Feldman. So it was all right. <sighs> But your guest list has been insane. My first 10 is something great. So it's like Kevin Smith, Corey Feldman, Carol Spinney, who is the guy that played Big Bird off um, Sesame Street, Lloyd Kaufman, who's just an absolute genius in horror and film directing, Anthony Hopkins, Brian O'Hara from Clerks, Jason Mewes, Carl Gottlieb, the guy that wrote Jaws, Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks, and then Zach Galligan from Gremlins, Billy. Like... Ten episodes. I should have retired then. Done. <laughs> Did those, having those connections that you'd made during the days of Skip to the End sort of help you get these great guests because you've gone, hey, yeah. this is what I've done. This is what not. It is. It's, it's like, look, I've got X amount of listeners on my other podcast, but launching with Kevin was like a snowball. So it was like you go to Corey Feldman and you're like, I've just interviewed Kevin Smith and they're like, oh, okay. So they, you know, you're not just someone who hasn't had any big names or any guests. From then, you go to Carol Spinney and you say, I've had Corey Feldman, I've had Kevin Smith. See what I mean? It works yeah. well. And then you go and have someone else. And once you've got Anthony Hopkins, it's like you've got the golden ticket. <laughs> That's so cool, man. I mean, I did notice that. For me, it was obviously Alex Winter. Obviously, we just go, you've had Dan Marsala from fucking Store of the Year. It's one of my favorite bands ever. Um, yeah, he's lovely. Char- Charlie Cox, obviously Daredevil. Yeah. 
Fucking Sheamus. Like yeah. Big E. My favorite. Yeah, Big E as well. I saw that one. My favorite one of all is Your Own Dad. Yes. Episode, episode 200, 200 Your Own Father, which I think is, I think that's actually fucking phenomenal, to be honest with you. And I'm genuinely going to listen to it later today because I'm actually really intrigued. What made you think, you know, that to put your dad like for episode two? Because he's talking about milestones, like Kevin was first. I want a big one for 100. So why'd you go for your dad? Um, Because there's no other person on the planet that means more. He's my absolute superhero. Um, it's my dad. Um, he's my best friend. He's my idol. He's my superhero. He's everything. Um, I can't love him enough. And he does everything for me and is truly the greatest person that's ever lived. So I'm like, do you know what? The episode's called My Hero. Um, I've never had serious chats with my dad. We're just very like, he's a lad, you know, he's like, a, <laughs> come on, son, you're all right. Get yourself, put yourself together. But as I got older, he's been there more for me and I've seen a different side to him where he's opened up more and been more of a, a bit more of a softy, you know, and just come a bit more like emotional and in tune with his feelings. I'm not saying he's like this huge emo or anything now, but it's nice to see that he's aware and a bit more like, you know, he's got emotions. He's 86 years old, so make the best of him while he's here. And I thought, what better guest to get on a milestone than my own dad? And everyone's response was like yours. Um, everyone loved it. We got to sit down. He talked all about his days when his dad was at World War Two, what it was like growing up, what it was like living off absolute, you know, near poverty, what it was like having me and meeting my mom and all this stuff. Like, you know, I said I always like to keep a thing I can go back to. Yeah. Yes. So imagine in 10 years if he's no longer here. I've got that forever. I can treasure that. I've got that moment. And the numbers for that episode was mental. I was like, what do I do? Because the episode before is Bullet for My Valentine. It's a huge episode. Everyone loves Matt Tuck. It's great. People are now like, who are you getting for 200? Is it Robert De Niro? And it's like, <laughs> no, it's my hero. And I was like, oh my God, he's got John Carpenter. He's got, you know, and I was just like my dad. And everyone was like you, like, yes. Amazing. Have a listen. I think, you, I think you'll cry. It's it's very deep, but it's great. No, I think that genuinely think that's actually a genuinely incredible thing to do. And what a great idea. You know, anyone could have go, you know, like you said, I want to go for De Niro. Let's get Al Pacino. Let's get, you know. No, actually, I want to have a, a face-to-face deep conversation with my own father. Yeah. And I just think it's beautiful. Like, I think it's really, really beautiful. Wait for 300. It's huge. Oh. Huge. So intrigued. I'm so intrigued. It's Mother Wood, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about putting my mom on, but it didn't have the same effect. Like I love her, she's great, but I was like that she's not the same character. When you listen to my dad, you'll be instantly like, Yeah, he's he's lovely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Um what the the words at the beginning of your write-ups, I imagine that they are show names. Is that correct? There's titles, the little you've always got like a two or three word thing before the write-up. Yes, I just usually pick stuff randomly. So Jimmy World, for example, is Bleed American, just because that's my favorite album by them. Nice. Um, and I just put random stuff in. So at the very start, episode one, we need to talk about Kevin because it was Kevin Smith. So it just felt like a nice little play on words. Um, episode three is Big Bird. So I called it Birdman. Like, it just makes sense. Um Episode five, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Hello Clarice. Like, 
he's iconic for saying that, isn't he? Hello, Clarice. So it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks, you'll know this, um, such as a Kevin Smith and Jamie. It was just shoe polished smelling motherfucker. Like, why not? I was expecting him not even supposed to be here today, but yeah. Oh that, yeah, or well, thirty seven in a row. But um <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's it's just random. I'll just literally pick a random thing that I've just associated with that episode. I like that. It's it's clever because it makes you if you read that as well, you're like, what's that mean? Who's he talking yeah. about? And then you sort of delve into it. It's clever. I like it. But we're talking about this like list of people you spoke to, Kevin Smith, Alex Winter, John Reese Davis. Beautiful, beautiful interview, by the way. Phil Tippett, Ron Perlman. Having a guest list like that, do you still get nervous and starstruck at all? Or is it just another day in the office now? Um, what's strange is when I first started, it was all movie people. So if you look at my early episodes, like Kevin Smith is still movies. So is, you know, Lloyd Kaufman, Anthony Hopkins. They're all movie people. And I was very big into the film industry. It's only about, I think, episode 30 or 40, I start interviewing bands because I'm like, oh, I love music. Like, why should I stop a step away from this? I'm looking at the numbers now. It's actually only episode 33, Jamie Lemon from Ruben. But I was always going to be just a movies and TV podcast because I thought the Comic Cons and the association would skip to the end. But when I started interviewing bands, I got starstruck because most of those are face to face. You'll know this guys from doing Bloodstock and 2000 Trees. You get a lot more opportunities to interview people in bands when they're at festivals or gigs. So it's face to face. And then you're like, Ugh. so when you're talking about some of your <laughs> idols being on the podcast, then I was like interviewing Frice face to face, my favorite band. You know, I'd have a tattoo of them tomorrow. I absolutely worship them. So then to be put in a room and they're like, okay, this is Mark, Mark, this is Dustin. You're like, oh my god like you wrote the lyrics to my favorite song of all time like wow but for some reason you just i don't know i don't know what it is my brain just goes chill out be cool don't worry about this afterwards then you can go crazy but just just do it and that hasn't changed when it's been anyone from that 290 guests like i don't get nervous i never ever prepare notes um i i'm saying this really kindly but i get really wound up if i go and watch a live podcast and the guy's sitting there with a notebook on his lap as the interviewer and i just sometimes see it as a bit like i don't know maybe maybe i'm a dick but i don't like it if you go and see a live podcast show and he's reading off a piece of paper and he's like so um alex winter in 1986 you were in a film <laughs> yeah. called the lost boys like it doesn't sound genuine it doesn't sound real it sounds a bit scripted so i'd rather just be like so alex tell me about when you're growing up and he's blah 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 okay cool wicked and your first sort of films and he's like oh well we did this film called the lost boys and i'm like oh dude lost boys is awesome it's natural it doesn't need me to mention lost boys we'll see where the conversation flows if yeah. later on down the interview he starts talking about his time with Keanu Reeves and we go off on one talking about him, let it go. Let it be. If I have a piece of paper with certain points, I'm not focusing on the interview. I'm not focusing on the conversation. I'm trying to steer it a certain way. Isn't it easier just for us to sit here and just let the conversation flow? Let it feel how it should feel. And if we don't talk about the biggest thing that everyone wants to hear, well, that's fine. You know, the conversation might talk about something that isn't on anyone else's podcast. 
it's a, it's a very it's a very good point, and I think as I mentioned earlier, John Reese Davis interview. I think that is a sh- shining example of that. To be fair, I could never be prepared for that interview ever in a million years. You heard how it completely went off topic. We didn't talk anything about the film that we were meant to promote. One of my biggest eye openers and my biggest lesson was when I interviewed Corey Feldman. So I grew up with the films like Gremlins, Goonies, Lost Boys, all these amazing films, and he's in all those. He's an icon. If you're an 80s kid, you'll love his films. So I prepared, at that point, notes of ask him about this, ask him about that. Had all these amazing questions about the 80s and acting. And I opened the conversation. So Corey, thank you for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. When you were growing up, why did you want to become an actor? I never wanted to be an actor. My mum and dad made me want to be an actor. Do you know what, Mark? I don't want to talk about my acting anymore. I've done it to death. I want to talk about my music career. So instantly, what was the point of me having two pages of A4 with loads of research and notes? He was like, fuck this. I don't want to talk about it. Have you heard his album? Have you seen him as a music performer? Absolutely delusional. He is terrible. <laughs> I love the I guy. Say it, but yeah. I love the guy, but he is not put on this planet to perform as a musician. And his album is terrible. But... <clears throat> We've talked about music. We talked about the influences. We talked about growing up. And do you know what? It was fine, but it was never the interview I expected. So I felt let down. Isn't it better to go with no expectations and just have a blast? You're sort of teaching me things here as I do this. I like it. It's great. I'm coaching and invoicing you at the end of this. (laughs) Your podcast suddenly gets 10 times better and I want a thousand (laughs) pounds. Or I see you at your next event and you've got notebooks and I'll come and burn them. Did you not listen to a word I said? <laughs> and where's my grant? <laughs> yeah, it's two grand now because you didn't listen to it, <laughs> fucker. But, but these sort of things you learn with experience. You've been doing this since, what, 2016, did we say? like Earlier. Earlier, yeah. Sorry, that was just marking me. Like, a lot of these things you will learn with experience. And I suppose starting a show being off the cuff, just sitting there talking to your friends, helps with that as well. Definitely. You get the chemistry, you get how to talk to someone. So it's weird. Like I interviewed Alex Winter last week, a couple of weeks ago, and we put a special out. And at the end, he said, I looked at his media list for the podcast schedule. What we did is we were talking all about his new documentary. And I looked at his media list and in it, it was The Times, Total Film, Empire, Rolling Stone, Mark and Me. And I was like, <sighs> like, like, <laughs> Jesus, like, that's insane. Like, why is he doing my podcast when there's all these really good stuff? But he said, I'm a great interviewer and he really has a good time and he's always wanting to come back and do more. And I never blame my own trumpet. I never praise myself. I'll tell you something in a minute that will blow your mind. But it was like a big pat on the back. And I thought to myself, like, we just got good chemistry. He's like a friend. I message him afterwards and we're talking about Bob Dylan for hours on text message. And then I text him last week and it's like, that's Alex Winter. That's weird. But it's just, when I say it out loud, it sounds crazy, but I talked to Neil Blomkamp. I talked to Kevin Smith. I text Jason Muse quite a lot. It's, it's just what it's like now. You know, it's, I've had an impact on people through doing the podcast and working hard. And now I'm seeing the, like the payoff if that makes sense 
Absolutely. Yeah, is it like proper pinch yourself moments? Do you ever have those moments? He's like, like we're just saying then, like, I'm just having a fucking conversation with somebody that was in, you know, the Bill and Ted movies. Someone that's yeah left like a left like a stamp on my life when I was younger. It's like, and now we're just like having, like you say, having a conversation about fucking Bob Dylan. Yeah, like, I, I. It's just mind it's blowing. Mad. Like Lucas from Holden Absent saying that he listens to the podcast on tour and was quoting parts of the episodes to me. Um, Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro, I saw Art Tangent this weekend. He's like, oh, how you doing, Mark? And I was like, how do you know my name? Like, I can't get my head around this. And he's like, oh, I've been listening to Mark and me. I'm like, ah, like, this is too much to (laughs) imagine telling 20 year old Mark that bought every Biffy Clyro album ever that that guy listens to your podcast. Like, oh, it's it's too much to get my head around. But it just it's just just a massive credit to you, isn't it? It's just a massive credit to show that the, the like you said, the work you put in is paying off massively because it's now come back like 14 fold with yeah. all these people that you looked up to and now being like, Hey Mark, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, Like let's have a chat or whatever. Let's I want to come back on the show. Like a Lucas and probably is fucking amazing. Yeah. I love that band. I'm so excited for the new album on Friday. You have it's no great. Idea. I've heard it for a couple of months. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I bet it. I mean, you can, you can never go wrong with holding absence ever, no. but I mean, you you branched out though, and you've started a new a new podcast now talking about movies again. <laughs> yes, I still had an itch yeah. for talking about films, so we launched Fantasy Bazaar. Um, if you're not busy enough, why don't you just do another podcast? <laughs> um, oh, and the space reference. It is yes, it's the comic yes, shop thought, we work yeah, it's in. It's a comic shop, yeah. And if you listen to Mark and me, the music at the start is Mr. Scruff, and that's from when Tim first meets um, Daisy on Spaced. So that intro music on Mark and me, dun, 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 it's off spaced. Do you know how long that's been driving me mad? How I know that piece of music. There you go. And the very last episode of Skip to the End ever, until we do a special in December, uh, which we'll announce very soon. But um, it ends with the Staunton Lick, which is the very final piece of music that they used in the very final episode of Spaced. So there's oh. lots of little things. So Fancy Bazaar is for all your comic needs is on spaced so that's why it's called fantasy bizarre but me and my friend tom are just talking about a specific film every other week we're not worrying about the numbers we're not worrying about being top 10 and all this we just have fun and talk about film as mates and it seems to be doing really well so it's just really good it's the case of spotify now and apple podcasts (laughs) and type in pigeon shrine plus And do you just pick like a proper film at random though? Shit that people nobody will fucking talk about. No, we're being quite sensible with the marketing of it. We're like we're not going for like the Mac and Me's and stuff. We 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 launched um with Ex Machina, one of the best sci-fi films you'll see, and then we just done upgrade. And next week we're doing one of the Matrix films, and then we're doing Blade Runner. So it's like the big uh, marketers. Okay. We're getting really deep in sci-fi and AI and stuff. It's good. Amazing. I was, I was going to talk about the future now. You mentioned AI just then. Um, you announced earlier on today that you're doing a live podcast at Fright Fest all about AI and entertainment, which yes. is a huge topic at the moment. How are you feeling about having this, this talk? Uh, I have another podcast as well, which is called <laughs> The Virtual Table Read, which is generated completely with AI. Um, I'm only on episode eight at the moment, but it's doing insane. Um, it's a fictional story, which is set with characters and is a huge, huge crime and thriller and horror. 
and it's an audio book but every voice you hear on there every special effect it's all generated using ai um text putting you all out of jobs guys you know if you, you know i'm building this machine to screw it all over did i not learn anything from terminator but um <laughs> it's, it's working for a studio called pigeon shrine um and i'm the head of podcasting at that company and we've done two stories so far and we launched the next this week and honestly i'm not for putting people out of jobs we don't do that we work hard to create new jobs and it's amazing have a listen it's so good you'll get lost in it all these different special effects it's like a movie in your ears it's so much work's gone into it but it's like nothing else you'll ever hear that's insane it is it's mad it's funny i was gonna ask like do you think that ai will bleed into the world of podcasting at all because i didn't really i didn't think in my head how it could but you've already answered that because you're bloody doing it yeah so we're doing it <laughs> we're creating whole fiction uh stories using all ai voices different characters getting emotions through ai which isn't easy fights violence um relationships love everything and it's it's a lot of work but it's trying something new and that's when you find that, like, you know, it all starts to come to life and AI starts to become a real thing and we all start dying off. And then you find out Mark's the actual leader, um, you know, and you're 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 actually AI yourself. You're not even real. I mean, you've come out this massive, like, body thing. Like a Mark, Mark's upstairs right now in bed. This is AI version of him. <laughs> he said, I'm not doing that fucking podcast. They're rubbish. So he just said, to do it. Sorry, Sorry Tom and Jamie who? Yeah. Who are they? Oh, those fucking yeah. stalkers from Festival. Oh, God. Yeah. Just go and do just, it. Do a bit of charity yeah. work for them. Charity work. Just send Mark yeah. 4.6. He'll deal with it. If it's you fine. don't do it, they'll just keep badgering you. So just do one night, talk bollocks, and just be done with it. And hopefully then you can just, block them. Just, <laughs> just net your fucking cider. Yeah. Bollocks to it. <laughs> Oh, Mark and me, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Part, yeah that part no, I do love you, both. I do love you, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we do too. We do too, Mark. Jamie, later. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we start winding down, like you were mentioning earlier, how you've got this list of ten that you really wanted to complete, and you're about to tick off number ten. Because I was going to ask, what is a, a dream guest you wanted to get on the show? Is there anyone that you've been desperately trying to get on and just haven't been able to make it work yet? Uh, Simon Pegg, uh, me and his manager have had many emails, exchanges, nearly happened, almost to the point of sending the Zoom invite, but just commitments from Mission Impossible film and this and that, you know, gets in the way. That would be a dream guest. Um, Do I tell you guys or not? Like, Keanu Reeves is like 95% confirmed. Um, it's so close. It's so close. By the time this episode goes out, it might already be announced, but that's a big one I've wanted, obviously, through having Alex Winter many times. And I really would absolutely love Kurt Russell. Oh, <laughs> be delicious. My, my dream of... Any guest, apart from who I'm about to announce for episode 300, which is the final one of the 10. But if I could, you know, so if you could have one guest in the world, I'll ask you guys as well. But if you could have, let's go around with you guys first, actually. I'm going to take the control. So, Tom, if you could have anyone, but it's only one guest on your podcast, who would it be? 
Can be living or dead. Yeah. I mean, dead Robin, interviews are Rob, boring as shit, but... Robin Williams has, would always been the one that would be oh, the ultimate wow. one for me. That would have been like the ultimate one for me, Could yeah. you imagine how fun he would be in the voices? Oh, and... dude. Yeah, he'd be here for hours. I, I would just... It'd be a seven-hour-long conversation. I wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, <laughs> I'd just wow. let him go. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. Yeah. And Jamie? See, I know we're not out saying two, but there was always two in my head. But one, I don't think would be a great guest. Because I think he just talk about himself and not in the best way. Oh, and Mark that's Woodrow, Paul, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Paul Stanley from Kiss, they're my favorite band of all time. But I get a feeling he'd just be selling anything and everything the whole time. So it's it, more it, Gene it, Simmons, I think, the salesman. I think Paul doesn't seem as bad. I think he'd be a bit more cool. Yeah, possibly. But at the same time, I'd want to talk about stuff that he does not talk about. And I've heard no. him on podcasts. He'll go, oh, you want to talk about that? Let's talk about this. Yeah. But so, so for me, it's Kevin Smith. It, yeah, he's my idol. It's wow. He's my man. Yeah. So mine would be Hayley Williams from Paramore. I would love to sit down and talk all about her songwriting and the way that she's fronted one of the best bands the last sort of 20 years. And I just think she's fascinating. I think she doesn't get the credit she deserves. Her singing voice is incredible. Her songwriting is amazing. Her solo music's incredible. She's probably one of the most best looking, beautiful women in the world as well. So, <laughs> I'll argue that. but yeah, Kurt Russell as well. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Everyone always asks me who would be a dream guest. It's Kurt Russell. And I mean, with with all the with the slam dunks and the downloads and all the festivals you've been to, you've never actually Paramore have not played any. Paramore haven't been over for ages, have they? I've had two Paramore on. I've had Joey on the bass and I've had Zach from uh, drums, but I've not had Haley. I've had a photographer. I've had her friends. I've had a manager, but not quite. But I think it'll happen. I just think we just got to wait for the right time. Yeah, I agree with with your list, Mark. That you could get anybody. That's very kind. So it's just stating fact. (laughs) But we will start wrapping up now. Before we let you get out of here, though, if anyone's listening to this and they're going, I like this guy, I like the cut of his jib, his his podcast sounds great. What I know it's like asking someone to pick a favourite child, but what's like one or two episodes you might suggest people to go check out and get a feel for what you do? Um... God. Um, if you're a music fan, I think the Brandon Boyd from Incubus two-part special is really good. It's very deep. It's very honest. Uh, it's very real. And we don't just talk about music and there's a connection there. The best story I can quickly tell is I did the interview with Brandon Boyd and you get like 20 minutes scheduled in. You're like, okay, great. I'll do what I can. We were talking for nearly two hours. He let it keep going. It was natural. He never was like, I need to go now. It was so good. And at the end, he gave me his email address and we kept in contact. And when they came to the UK, he emailed me and invited me to come to their show. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, I love Incubus. That'd be so great. And it got to the gig and in reception, his manager was like, oh, how you doing, Mark? We've got your ticket for you. I was like, thanks very much. He's like, go meet the band if you want. So it was like near the dressing room. They did this like meet and greet. They then let me go to the sound check and watch the whole sound check. And I'm like, this is mind blowing. It's like, pick any merch you want. I was like, Christ, this is like the best day ever. <laughs> and then sit and talk with Brandon backstage and hang out. And then when we went to go and watch the gig, he's like, oh, no, come on. Put me on the stage next to the drum kit. And I'm stood there for the whole set with my mate Darren watching the whole gig from start to finish. And I was just like, fucking greatest day of my life like watching one of my favorite bands and stood literally on stage with the band wow dude that's <laughs> like, it, it, 
like what the hell is that like you have to then take a day off work and just sit lying in bed going did that really happen and then you look at the photos <laughs> and then people on krang and stuff are uploading pictures of the gig and you stand you see yourself standing on stage <laughs> like that's crazy that's a good interview but i also like if you like the film flight the navigator from the 80s really good old school mm-hmm. um the lead actor's been on twice and we get very heavy kat von d she's great Warby plaza's lovely um and all of them have got something to take from, you know. It's impossible to pick my favourite. Yeah, it's very hard. I get that when someone says, oh, recommend me an episode. I'm like, ah, and there's so many. <laughs> Madness. It really is. Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest? I absolutely do. Mark, when you first delved into the world of podcasting, when you first started um you know, back all all the way back 10, nine years ago, I think you said, like, did you ever think that this is where you'd end up today? Like you say, being on stage with the Incubus and getting to go to red carpet events and the BAFTAs and all that sort of stuff. Did you ever think this is where you would be? Never in a million years. Me, Ben and Adam at the time for Skip the End wanted to hit 500 downloads in a year. That was our dream. Like if we can get 500 downloads in a year, that's 50 a month, just over 10 a week, we can do this. Like let's really work our ass off and do it. And in a year, we did like 3.4 million. It was like, you don't ever dream of that. You know, it's like, you know, Mark and me, I was like, it's hard because you launched with Kevin Smith, but I felt I set myself up to fail. Like, I'm never going to get another big name. And then you did so well. No, never, mate. Honestly, and that's not me trying to sound humble. It's true. Like, I never in a million years believed I could. And even when I'm at festivals now and I've got press passes and people are coming up going like, oh, Mark, how you doing? I'm like, it blows my mind that I played at 2000 trees on a live stage and arc tangent and download and slam dunk. It's, it's mad. It's mad. It's, it's a dream come true, but I feel like but, I've earned but, it because I've put a lot of work in. That's what I was just about to say. You took the words right. Very well deserved is what I was going to say though. Cause obviously how, how, how hard you have worked yeah. and all the time and all the effort you put into it. Um, so, but I can also, I wish you all the best with the AI, with the AI bits and pieces, the virtual round table, you said it was called. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, virtual with all that table read. So if you search pigeon, table read, yeah, if you, if you if you Google Pigeon Shrine Plus, there's a site on there where you can get access to uh, the virtual table read, which is the fiction stories, or then you can listen to uh, Fancy Bazaar, which is the movie podcast. But yeah, Martin Me's my baby, and that's the one that everyone should be checking out. <laughs> Amazing. And skips the end when we come back at Christmas. Ooh. And Mark and Me episode <laughs> 300 coming out very soon. Ooh. <laughs> all those crumbs enjoy oh, eat away <laughs> before we let you go mark any plugs social medias website do you want people to go and check out uh just go on markandme.com there's links to facebook twitter instagram go on patreon that'd be great i really appreciate it i can then make this a full-time job if you support me and i might start delving into the world of youtube and videos very soon join us join us if you guys put me off, I watch yours. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Why? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I was gonna say, I'm like, what do you mean? It's definitely because it's because I'm ginger. I know, but you're okay. Never mind. I can't use that. Probably blonde. Uh, oh, it's very good. I just, uh, I just, I get nervous with a camera being on me. I'm like, God, I'm too anxious then about it. What do I look like? What's my side profile look like? Have I got a bogey? <laughs> Have my eye bleeding? What's going on? Is my hair okay? I couldn't do it. You you are absolutely killing it at what you do, sir. So why change it? Thank you, it's boys. It's been a long time coming, so uh, I appreciate your patience. But I think um, it always always happens at the right time. 
Absolutely, really does. And massive, massive thank you for joining us. It means the absolute world. You are a fucking hero because, like I said, you're an inspiration because people who join the world of podcasting to do this, they hope to have those experiences and talk to the people you have. It's something to aim towards. It's it's a hope. It, it's it's a light. It's a symbol that it can be done. I'm struggling to find my words here. Great for a podcaster, isn't it? But, <laughs> you know, it shows that the hard work pays off and you get these incredible life experiences. And yeah, it, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Keep keep killing it, sir. You're lovely both. And uh, I feel like your journey is really just starting to take off. Um, I've seen how you've then done more press now at um, uh, Bloodstock and I saw all the stuff you've been releasing. We did absolutely hundreds of interviews in 2000 trees and every day you're doing a brand new one. And uh, that's why I agreed to come on here. I think you guys have got a really good future ahead of you. And I hope that we get to see a lot more of each other backstage at more events in the future. It's hoping. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that massively. You're a genuine legend and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, sir. It's been, uh, it's been absolutely amazing to have you on. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Right, hit stop so we can really talk about what we was, really think gonna, about each other. What a fantastic conversation. I absolutely incredible. I, I really look up to this guy when it comes to the world of podcasting because he is living that life. Like phenomenal past of his past show. His current show is killing it. He's talking about all the stuff he's going forward with his new stuff. Bravo, sir. I don't know why I used two hands to tip my hat, but I'm doing it. All right. Why you took my two hands? I don't know. Just I am. It sounds like you're ripping it off. It's like, there you go. There you go. Here's my head. Um, but yeah, like I said before, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It really massively appreciated. Um, we we got into a bit of mental health as well. And I realized it's like we got into the subject. And as soon as we got into it, it was like, uh, anyway, moving on. Um, so I did feel a little bad about it. So I do apologize. But I really hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Yes, sir. Do you find it nuts, right? Like, I, I love this little transition we have now. Where it's just like, there's your interview. Enjoy yourselves. Now, if you want to stay for this bit, by all means. But if not, on you go. Thank you for coming. Um, <laughs> don't you find it absolutely mental when you're going about your day? Just loving life, enjoying yourself, watching a bit of telly, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know why you're acting out. Um, and then you step on something on the floor and you go, oh, okay, that was that was odd. I've just hoovered. And it's a screw. And you're like, oh, oh why, why is there a screw on here? I just obviously, wait, it's a screw. Where's that come from? What's that off? What was that a part of? There's nothing around this vicinity where a screw is required. <laughs> I'd better take everything apart just to make sure all the screws are there. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's almost like there's like some sort of screw borrowers or screw elves that just like unscrew things and like shit, you know, like like spiders. You know, they stand still go, fuck, he hasn't seen us, he hasn't seen us. And then I obviously go for their screw palace and it just drops them on the way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so crazy because you go, oh, screw, wait, what from? It's, it's, and it's always miles, there's like nothing. TVs don't have, well, they have like little itty bitty ones in the back, but like they're always like massive. You're like, where the fuck's that come from? And it's only until you, ages, ages in the future, you pick somebody up. Well, that screw went from this, and you completely forgotten that you randomly stood on a screw weeks ago. That, yeah. or there's absolutely nothing that come from at all. Everything is all perfectly fine. There's screws in everything. You're just going, and I don't know, is someone at work like a little screw pixie and just like dropping screws in your pocket that you're realizing? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. 
I have a feeling it's our other half, so they know what we're like, so they just hide a bag of screws somewhere every now and again. They just throw one on the living room floor, like, let's watch him panic. Yeah, because I'm always like, <laughs> what's that from? Right, but let's, like you said, take everything <laughs> apart. Right, even the fridge, the shelves, the dishwasher, the oven, take it all apart. Right, where is it? Oh, it's from here. Right, how'd you put that together again? <laughs> or, where did I put that screw? Shit, I put it somewhere safe. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That or you put it together, then you're missing a door or something. <laughs> <laughs> and always, I always find this is a good Lee Evans show because we're always like, you always find something you've been looking for like six months ago. Oh, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> um, moving on. I saw something today that blew my mind. Because it's something you would never, ever would have thought of. I bet you've never thought this ever, and you've seen the movie 15,000 times. Okay. How come, Jamie, in Home Alone... Oh, okay. Kevin's mum can't phone the house from Paris as the phone lines are down, yet somehow Kevin is still able to phone in a pizza for his dinner. Holy shit, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah! <laughs> Questioning my entire childhood, though. But it, you never ever would have picked up on that, would you? So someone's obviously either gone looking for that, or has just gone. Hang on a second. What? I need to go watch the Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, to be like, right. does that actually happen? Yeah, because he definitely phones them because he puts the foot. Motherfucker, Christopher <laughs> Columbus. Kevin, the phone lines down. How, how'd you get a pizza? Or did his mum just go, oh, shit, no. Um, oh. oh, never mind. I'm in Paris. Oh, I'm on holiday what? and that kid is an absolute little bastard. We left him at home. Oh, shit. Can't get Have you me. managed to break into the house yet? <laughs> Have you not? I said there's a trap. <laughs> bastard. I didn't, I didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie sticking to the movie theme yes right Ooh. I was having a thought randomly about Star Wars as you do and I was randomly I was randomly thinking about Star Wars if it was made this day and age right so think if it, it never existed and it yes. was made this day and age do you know what I feel they'd have what energy saving lightsabers yes Chewie would be a vegan because of his name or something. Leia would have an OnlyFans. <laughs> and Vader would be in therapy. Oh, definitely. That would be one. In child, would be in therapy for, for, for child therapy. Because obviously, as when, when he was young, he wanted to kill all the young. Is that correct? And then he abandoned his own child? Almost. I... You're, you're almost there. You're in the right way. I'm almost you're, there. Yeah, you're almost okay. There. So I can imagine like, okay, Darth, now what we're going to do is we're going to do some breathing exercises. <laughs> Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll skip that part. <laughs> um, it, weirdly, you brought that up about movies. I also had something to bring up about movies. Because I was thinking the other day, do you know what I really miss? And it's a flashback to the 90s probably here with this one. Proper movie soundtrack songs. Like, not even necessarily, like, fuck it. Men in Black, Wild Wild West. 
I'm sure there's more than Will Smith, but he's here not coming to my head right now. But even like Armageddon, what's that song from Armageddon? Oh, it's Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Not even about the film, but everyone knew that song was from Armageddon. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, that's a song from Titanic. Don't have that anymore. You know what I love? I love how much research just did into that where you went, Wild Wild West, Men in Black, Will Smith, basically. That's all I thought of right now. That's how much I was, oh, fuck I gave about this segment. <laughs> but that's just the ones that instantly came to me. It's because I was listening to Wild Wild West by Will Smith and I had this thought. Lose Yourself by Eminem. There's another one. You instantly think of films and I'm just like, you don't have that anymore. I can't remember the last time a song came out and I thought, oh, that's for that film. Again, it's just going with the time so isn't it? It's all it's all fucking TikTok now. What? Oh, that song from TikTok. That's song from TikTok. What? What is <laughs> What's that? That song? Is that's a remix of "It Wasn't Me" by Shaggy? Oh wait, that's a, that's a remix of "M.O.P.'s Cold as Ice." Oh wait, that's a remix of "Rhythm as a Dancer." Oh, There's no originality anymore. Yeah, the, that's the thing. That's the thing, Jamie. They are all remixes. <laughs> This is this is the issue of this day and age. I'm not going to go into it because we're like fucking old people who gives a shit about what they think about music. Do you know what I mean? You call me old. I'm really upset. Like, wait till we get to the journal. Yeah, yeah. Wait till we get to the fucking journal, mate. <laughs> um, but the other thing, the, the the one thing that was blowing my mind with some like music is that people are so like that. You see the Boy George story about Napalm Death. I saw the headline. I didn't properly read it. He went to watch Napalm Death in Australia, so they're a really tight band, and he fucking loves them, right? Go on, George. But it, but it, but it was just literally the way it was worded, like, "Oh, boy, George likes noisy things. Oh, be careful." And I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why everyone's so like, "Oh, devil music." Ah, it makes no sense to me no at all. Like, I don't, I don't get why the, the mainstream media and just people in general who don't listen to all sorts of music just go, oh, it's a bit loud, though. Oh, but it all sounds the same, though. And they're like, no, it no, it's, it's just there's a flavor for everybody. You don't have to go too hard. Just stick with grunge or just stick with prog or sit with your Foo Fighters. You'd be happy there. It's, I, it yeah. make, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense, Jamie. does not make sense. And plus, I know the interview's next week, but like... Anyone that does not listen to the metal scene, but you're just a Slipknot fucking Slipknot fan here, Slipknot oh. over here. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's one of them anymore. <laughs> Could you tell me any more artists, sir? <laughs> no, you can't. Shut up. And if people want to kick off about chocolate or ketchup in the fridge, fucking do one. All right? I don't give a shit. I will put, I will put it wherever I want to. Have you not seen these people that are like, welcome to my TED Talk. If chocolate was in the fridge, it'd be in the fridge in the supermarket. Oh, gross. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who, d- does it affect your life in any way, shape, or form? I don't think it does, does it? So don't worry about it. If you want to have your chocolate in the fridge, keep it. If you don't, that's fine. Nothing happens. Nothing happens to you. Do you know what I mean? The world doesn't end. So don't stress about it. It winds me up, Jamie. It really annoys me. It really annoys me, okay? Oh, why, not ke- why, why is fucking ketchup in the fridge? Because I just want to because I just put it in there. Nothing happens to it. It doesn't curdle. You know? It doesn't, it doesn't become acid. Like, it, I don't understand what the issue is. Is life still continuing? Yes. So don't worry about it. Are there refugees coming on a boat that we should look after? 100%. Like, fucking get over it. Who cares? I'm with you 100%. 
I just want to know where the fuck that came from. We were talking about metal music. How did we go to chocolate it's, and ketchup in the fridge? Because I got wound up. And because <laughs> about that, and I, that's the one thing that winds me up, is that I've seen a lot of posts recently about people being like, oh, people are weird to keep chocolate in the fridge. Are they? Oh, chocolate's nice. So, some people like nappy porn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's... <laughs> I mean... To me, that's a kink, and that's fine, and that's for someone's kink. That's uh, but to me, that's just a little bit odd. Do you know what I mean? I'm weary your brain this evening. Metal music, I ketchup in the fridge, and nappy porn. What the fuck is happening? Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast, the Chronicles of Mark Wood. Yes, <laughs> hi, Mark. <laughs> if you've made it this far, good. Well done. Good on you. Oh, it was nice knowing you. No. <laughs> oh, I won't speak to those boys ever again. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. What's going on here? I was only just talking to. <laughs> I was just talking to Steven Spielberg about them, but I won't fucking bother now. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, let me just get my. There's got to be a Vine or a TikTok somewhere where somebody's actually stood on a box of soap. Let me just put oh, it there. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, like yeah. that. There, that reminds me of the um, Bo Burnham one where he puts a song and he goes, "Oh, that's my jam." That's my jam, and put strawberry jam in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Anyway, Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I literally finished at work an hour and twenty minutes ago. So yeah, I'm I'm all right. What? Go, going back to last week's conversation about how your body looks like. Oh, nights, nice, lovely. So we're on evenings now. Wait, well, hang on a second. What? You're yeah. supposed to be awake at this point now. You're asleep. What's happening? Why are we at work now? It's meant to be later. Exactly that. Although I've struggled to adjust to nights last week, like in the week, but I've actually come around to doing these shifts quite easily. My brain's adjusted quite well this time. But oh, good, good. I tell about that. Give it a week. Sorry, I'll, sorry. I'll be bollocks next week. Don't worry, it's fine. Jamie's brain. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Don't okay. listen to anything I just said, Jamie. But... It's okay. My brain. Yes. Okay, mate. I no worries. You. I told you I was tired. Okay. I know we put Darth Vader in therapy. Can we get Jamie in as well? Yeah. Ah, the yeah, idea that statement. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke. This joke is inside. <laughs> this joke right here. Keep it in. <laughs> Where's the outside jokes? I don't know where they are. They don't got any outside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, other than that, I'm okay. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm weirdly I'm I'm buzzing, Jay. I'm absolutely buzzing, as you know. Um it's just been a great couple of days, is all I can say about that realistically. Um I've already hit target at work in one day. Yes, get in. So I was like, oh beautiful, rest of the week then. What are we doing? <laughs> Um, I didn't mean it. I never said that. I will be working very hard for the next four days. Very hard indeed. Um, it's all right. This yeah. comes out after you finish work on Friday, you say. Oh, good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, why do I always defend myself? <laughs> I never think... I, it's because I do get now and I'm like, this is, this is live, this shit. Um, um, I think it's just the natural rate. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely flying right now. Absolutely flying. Um, Scotland didn't play rugby this weekend, so we didn't have to <laughs> lose. So it's great, and the Steelers are playing tonight, so we haven't lost yet. So it's good. <laughs> Everybody wins, really. If um, we recorded tomorrow, it might be a different situation. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, I had, uh, I, I'm not afraid to admit this. I, I don't mind a little flutter every now and again. Um, and I had a little flutter on the NFL yesterday, and I won a lot of money, and it just made me very happy. Uh, so, as you know, because we spoke about it this morning, yes, me and Jamie have decided to upgrade these. Yes. So these tap for the people listening, audio listeners. I don't know what I was going to call you. Then that was quite weird. My brain just went. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's literally what's going on in my head right there, and my ass. Um, <laughs> don't have dead air. Don't have dead air. Um, yeah. So anyway, going back to the tapestries. Uh, we've upgraded the tapestries. They're going to be really sexy, brand new, beautiful, brand new colours, brand new logos. They're going to be gorgeous. Set up exactly the same way, but just upgraded. So we're uh, sick with our, our nice burgundy theme. So I'm very excited for those to turn up. So we sorted that out today. Um, just, you know, got to keep production levels high and, you know, keep us looking sexy and gorgeous and brand new and don't spit all over your computer screen. That's normally a good uh, a good thing there, isn't it, Jay? So you know, just all right. Just- I, no, I, no, me. Oh, That's I wiping, as I was like, I was like, I'm just going to clean the screen while I'm talking, and just. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm flying. Like it's weird because I haven't been to bed to like two, three. I'm not sleeping very well at all. So that's odd. That's not good. Um, but I'm in the best mood ever. So it's, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Overtired. No, I actually wish to tell me. <laughs> I just did. It. You're overtired. Yeah, okay. That's it. I don't. I don't get that phrase either. Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Why should I? You're the one that's talking. It's your life. Why would I tell you about you? That makes no I sense. Sort your own problems out. I've got enough of my own. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, the English language. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, how's uh, what's going on in the Jamie world? What's going on in the Jamie household? Ah, well, it's been it's been a it's been a week. Um, I reannoed last week on nights, and it was possibly the worst week of my NHS employment. So that was fun. Um, just a lot of shit, let's just say that. And it seems to be a common theme, yeah. Because Karis is having some of the similar issues, it seems to be a very common theme right now. She works in the NHS as well, so just a case of irony and one rule for one, one rule for another. Well, we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go into okay. detail on there, but yeah, just we'll just say that. But it was shit. Okay. But we did an incredible interview last week. I cannot wait to get out there. Absolutely phenomenal. Really, really enjoyed that one. Um, I went to a gig last week. I went to see Seal, and it was awesome. So we definitely the singer, yeah, not the not yeah, the animal. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But get the singer, yeah. Fair play to him. He had like a little video package beforehand, and there was loads of clips from over highlights of his career, including the memes of a seal's body with his head on it. He had that in the video. I was like, yes, that's incredible. And he had scenes from Popstar Never Stop Stopping, which is one of the best films ever. And his scenes in it crack me up. So I was like, I love the fact that I was included in there. But he was great. The only thing he needed to do was shut the fuck up for five minutes. He could have fit another five songs in if he'd stopped talking. And it's like it kept calling everyone his brother and his sister. You know, you know, all bands that introduce the members of the band. He's like, and on guitar, he's my brother. I've known him, and he'd be like, and he's my brother, and he, and I've known him for years because he's my brother. And then say their name, and then he goes to the next person and do the same thing over and over again. I was like, you could have got more songs in this set, please, for the love of God, stop, stop talking, please, stop talking. But when he did sing, isn't that one of his songs? <laughs> is it brother or sister in his songs? Um, solitary, like bro- solitary, solitary brother. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this a while that we're supposed to give solitary <laughs> sister? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, yeah. So he obviously just loves it. Yeah. Sorry, Carol. Everyone's his brother and sister. He's got a lot of siblings to seal. But no, it was it was great. It, it was when he did perform, it was great. Like he opened with crazy. So I was like, yes, we're in for a good night. It was good. Dude. Really good. Um, and then I had the weekend off, so I went to go see the kids on Saturday, which was like, oh no, we've got a hand up. Can we go back? Can we go back to seal a second? On, like <laughs> Kiss for Rose? Was that oh, yeah. in there? Of course. He played Kit, he played Crazy, he played Killer, he played Kiss for Rose, all the hits, they were all in there. Of course. Did he, what did where was it? Because obviously that's obviously his most iconic song. So was that the air? Like you didn't. It's classic Jamie story. No, no, yeah, yeah, so we saw Seal anyway. So this weekend, like, hang on, where's the he, detail? He opened with Crazy, which was a great opener. Like everyone went nuts for that. Um, he did Killer and and Kiss from a Rose like just before the encore. So they didn't close with them. Oh, and then he did two other songs after. I'm not. I like Seal. I like what I heard. I know the hits. So I didn't know the whole back catalogue. Like a lot of the songs I didn't know. And the two songs he played after the encore, never heard them before in my life. But there we are. They were good though. They were good. Makes me want to go back and listen to a bit more Seal properly. But yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's just an interesting artist to pick. To listen, to go and see. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit of a... See, I probably wouldn't have gone normally, but Kiss from a Rose was mine and Becky's wedding song, or one of them. So we thought, oh, it'd be nice to see that live and go see that live. So we were like, and plus it's it's one of them singers you're like, I got to see Seal. That's pretty fucking cool. So it's one yeah, I I I do it with Stevie Wonder. So ah, yeah. you know. I'd go see Stevie oh, Wonder. I, I saw him in twenty ten, he was fucking amazing. Sorry, I don't mean to take your thunder. I'm not trying to, I promise you, I swear. Give me all that thunder. Um but, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, sorry, continue. It's just it's just a bit of a random Choice, that was all, but yeah. that now makes sense. But no, there, there is several artists where I'm like, do you know what? I'd quite like to see them. Even not the biggest fan, just to say I've seen them. Like Bruce Springsteen's one. I don't even know that many of his songs. But to be able to say I've seen Bruce Springsteen live would be pretty fucking cool. Would you it? Know? I reckon so. He's fucking popular. He's, he's a bit of an it's, icon. It's just a massive UK tour. Yeah, I wouldn't pay to go see him. It's expensive, but I'd like to go see him. If someone said, well, how... here, go see Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, chill. I'll go oh, on. I see. I was going <laughs> to say, how the fuck are you going then? <laughs> I mean, if someone gave me tickets, I wouldn't say no. We'll put it that way. Bruce is ringing. All right, Jamie. Yeah, I got you some tickets, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bristol, all right. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, boss. Too far, too far. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> you come to me, Bruce. Don't you know who I am? I don't I don't leave the city. I don't leave the city. So, <laughs> no, uh... yeah, apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this weekend I went to go see the kids on Saturday, which was nice, just chilling out, hanging around with them. See, you know, Lena's been getting on now. She's gone to school, turned into a little grunge kid. It was great. Turned up and whoa, whoa, whoa. she's just gone to school, just started senior school. Like she's not long started senior. School. Okay, right now, okay, she's just got to school for the first time at twelve years old. <laughs> I what? thought I said senior. Did I not add in senior? I thought I did. Unless the internet cut out, I don't know. Oh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I got there. She's wearing baggy jeans, a baggy white t-shirt, and um. Oh, fuck what they're called. Like Lumberjack Design. I can't figure the name. Tartan? No, not Tartan. Plaid? Plaid. Like a plaid plaid shirt around her waist. I was like, holy shit. Are you, I just looked at her and went, have you been listening to Nirvana a lot or something? Like, what, what's happening? This is amazing. <laughs> My little rocker. So proud. But no, it was good spending time with them. And then yesterday, we, me, wife and Olivia went up to Merry Hill just to do a bit of shopping, spend a day together. We don't really get a lot of days off all together, so that was nice as well. Went to Primark, bought some new clothes. And yeah, that's pretty much my week. Went back to work today. Proper dad shopping. I love oh, it. Oh yeah. Proper dad. Get dragged around the shop by the girls. 
Yeah. Where, do I, where do I have my clothes from? Just get Primark, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Get, I need some pants and some socks. I'll go Primark. <laughs> did, you go, did, you look at the, did you look at the pants cage? They got a pants wall in Primark. They're fucking snazzy. Yeah. Rob Rouse used to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I should go to TK Max at some point. Just look at the pants cage. But anyway, what about you, my friend? What have you been up to? Uh, what? That's a very good question, Jake. To be honest with you, um, fuck all is the answer. Um, so I've been reanimating, of course. Um, okay. We went we went to uh, Keris' sister's last week for her birthday last Wednesday. Uh, they had a karaoke night, and we're dying for me to get up and sing. And I was like, no. And they're like, just do something. I was like, well, the only things I know how to do are probably rap songs, and they've got a lot of swearing. And you have two very young kids, so no. That is my that's my way out anyway. Um, so everyone else sang by me, and I was like, thank God for that. Uh, yeah, so I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that, lads. Um, uh, and then obviously, uh, yeah, watching the World Rugby World Cup, like not a lot's happened. My life is so boring. Um, watched Rugby World Cup, and then Keris watched um, Eighty for Brady, that film that's out um, about Tom Brady, about those four pensioners that want to go to the Super Bowl because they love Tom Brady, um, okay. and. Funny enough, based on a true story, oh. which was like, oh, because the shit they do, you're like, there's no way, this is ridiculous. Break into the coordinator's box and talk to Tom through the hell, like through the headphones. I was like, there's no way. But apparently, it's a true story, and I was like, fuck. That was kind of that was kind of nuts. Uh, what I did love, Mark Ribelay's in it. I fucking love that guy, the guy who sings songs in the dressing gown. No, yes, I think I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Guy Frieri, <laughs> some random mass okay. reasons in it as well. Yeah, as you do, um, as as you fucking do. Uh, so she watched that, um, and then watched some German show, um, Hidden Child on Netflix or something. Apparently, it's great, but it's German, and I was like, the, the dubbed the dubbed shows, I struggled massively with, um, because the, I don't know if I've got like. Not ADHD, OCD or something. But when they talk and then the ma- the the words don't match what mm. their mouth's doing, I just shuff. It's really weird. It's not a like a oh god, I hate foreigners. Thing. It's not at all. I just I my brain I can't comprehend why the words don't match the mouth movements. No, I get it. I get it. So it I was like, you do you know what? It. Yeah, I'm good. I don't think I want to watch this. I bet deaf people get really confused because if they're lip reading but reading the subtitles at the same time, like I don't know what's happening right now. So well, that's really subtitles, surely. I don't, like with <laughs> with Korean movies, like Train to Busan, fucking unbelievable movie. I put it in Korean and read the subtitles. Okay. So because then it make then I'm like, okay, now this now makes sense. This is fine. So that makes sense actually. Weirdly, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that film is fucking great. If you haven't seen it, I haven't. Um, seen it. Oh, Jamie, I tr- just trust me. For a zombie movie, it's it's great. I really, really enjoyed it. So that's what I'm saying. Um, and then obviously I watched the NFL, which I won a vast amount of money on. I was very, very happy with. Um, and then today I've been reanimating, obviously smash target for work already. And I'm like, cool. And I've just sold some records. Um, so life is life is good. Life is good. Yeah, I've, I've just life. I also sorted sorted Keris's birthday out. It's not till the end of October. So I sorted that out today as well. I was just like, oh. I can breathe and get ready for Barcelona two weeks tomorrow. Well, this comes out Friday, so this would have been two weeks. Tomorrow's in Tuesday, so it's like a week and a half away. 
Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, well, good boys. Cannot complain whatsoever. I just started watching Payback because that's how fucking far behind I am. I was say, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, So just, what can you do when TNT take off the TV? You're like, uh, shit. Well, yeah, that does, does help. It's there. So, um, so yeah. But other than that, mate, like not a whole fat lot's really going on. It's all right. Nothing wrong with a quiet week. Nothing wrong with a quiet no, week. Well, very, very true. But I definitely think we should hear from Braden to take cozy clothing. Oh, definitely. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. I've said it once, and I've said it for 101 episodes, now 102. Best advert ever. Although I don't think he was sponsoring us in the first edition of this show, but yeah, so... Um, I've, you know, it still it still works. It's still it's still the same thing. It's still the fucking same thing. So, but Jamie, it's time yes. for your favorite segment of the week. What's that? Then? It's time for Callum's Treatments. Yes. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's Treatments. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Callum is back once again to treat the nation. So, Jamie. Without further ado, what is Callum treating us this week? It's entirely possible that Jack the Ripper's ancestors are still out there, as he was never caught and could well have just settled down and had a family. Oh my god, could you imagine? That's a really good point. And they probably don't even know either. Holy shit. Oh, I loved Grandad Jack. He always gave me sweeties and then sliced my arm for no reason. It was weird. (laughs) We could be ancestors of Jack the Ripper and not even know it. Oh. Well, you definitely wouldn't be because he wasn't a Yorkshireman. Wasn't he from up north, wasn't he? London, was he? Was London. Is he London? In that case, no. <laughs> no, ancestors travel. Jamie, you don't leave Birmingham ever. That's me so personally. Your family <laughs> don't ever go anywhere. That's it. It's like, we're in the Midlands. Oh, no, we're leaving Midlands. We can't go anywhere, mate. We have to fucking stay here. <laughs> You can't, it's like you're like vampires as soon as you go out of the midlands you're like oh the sword is burning me <laughs> you like just turn to dust and ash the brummy vampire impression was incredible <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> it's like what am I crystal mate um, anyway anyway sorry I sparkly but <laughs> Oh, no, it's bad. What you got showing up for? <laughs> anyway, because take that told me to. Um, <laughs> what was the original? Oh, Jack the Ripper from London. Jack the Ripper, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's got to be. I, I wonder how families of serial killers like feel. And I wonder, people must be like, boo, hiss, boo, hiss. Yeah. When that- don't your family member who you have nothing to do with anymore you bastard it's your fault yeah. no and but they also did the same thing oh you were so lovely though <laughs> it was so he wouldn't hurt a fly and you're like really because he killed about 15 people 
it, probably more. Yeah, you're right. He like, didn't hurt flies. He killed people. <laughs> it's a, that's a, like a weird golden-looking chain song for some reason. <laughs> Jack don't kill flies. He kills people. Um, yeah. That was odd. That's in my head. That's when guns don't kill rappers. Guns don't kill people. Rappers do. And that's the bit when you said he's no flies. He kills people. And this made me think of that. It was weird. Anyway, um, but yeah, like the families of all the killers would be like, oh no, no, Dave was lovely. He only ate those kids because he was bored. He <laughs> was led to it. Society made him this way. He didn't yeah, want to I- eat them. I think he's an ancestor of Darth Vader or something, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Just needed some therapy uh, as a child. I, yeah, I've heard Darth's in therapy now anyway, so maybe I should send Dave there to go with him. But don't do any breathing exercises, Dave, all right? Because that's taking the piss, mate. <laughs> still. But still, Jamie, uh, we digress. We do. What but- else, apparently, is Callum treating us this week? Chicken nuggets are a staple in fast food restaurants across the world, but no one ever does anything different like beef nuggets. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh. That's... That's... Do you reckon it would be battered beef? Would that be... Is that a thing? Why don't we try and make them? What's wrong with that? Do it. Do it. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I love how you think that's really out there. <laughs> and, oh my god, why am I so mental? I want to make beef nuggets. You like what those kids put on a thing? Like I told Dave to get in the bath. He got in the bath. What a madhead! Like that sort of thing. Why do I want to make? Why do I want to make chili con carne? That's exotic. That's mental. I'm going to make them. I'm going to make them all different meat nuggets. That'd be great. Do it. Oh, they Goose, can be in a mix venison, box. Pigeon. Oh, nuggets restaurant. That's what we're doing next. Nuggets restaurant. <laughs> Everything in nugget form. I was trying to, because obviously they usually do like game nuggets. I was trying to mix game and nuggets together and my brain was going, no, stop, no. stop there. <laughs> stop there. You think you're funny, but you're not, you ginger twat. But, but yeah, just do loads of random birds. <laughs> pheasant venison venison's fucking deer isn't it so that's well, uh, yeah. yeah um I love, do birds venison oh, jesus christ <laughs> i think i've hit my I'm limit the thick like, one in this partnership right thick. <laughs> i'm the thick one <laughs> you didn't even say thick <laughs> i'm the thick one <laughs> See, proving my point. <laughs> What's that, Jamie? It's superb, I believe you oh, said it, in, in the industry. Um, fucking phenomenal. Uh, yes, make them, seriously, and then tell me what they're like. Okay. I wonder if battered beef would be weird. I mean, we batter Mars bars, so, you know, I can't fair, imagine. So. A lot of chippies sell battered beef burgers. So battered beef is a thing. Pork, then. Duck? Oh, Duck. Oh, that sounds nice. Dipping dip in hoisin, yeah. I was going to say, they could all come with their own original sauces. Like you'd have like a mustardy dip for beef. Or apple sauce for pork nuggets. No, fuck apple sauce. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't Barbecue, agree. surely. I don't, I don't like it. I'm just thinking of what the traditional dip is for these sort of condiment. Meats. And don't do not do it like a twat. It'd be like, oh, yes, you can see. <laughs> we get the, the cube. It's a cube of nugget here, yes. <laughs> and it's 40 pounds of nug. Yes, 40 pounds of cube. 
like no getting i don't i hate those restaurants so much oh i know um we are really posh twats here we're gonna charge you 200 pounds because you had you because i had what sorry because you had you you know as in sauce no no you did not have sauce you had you okay we are posh pricks here so we charge you fucking loads of money for a little cube and some you I just love saying Jew in a posh accent. It really Say you really enjoy saying the word Jew, don't you? I was start. really enjoying that then. Sorry. I, I kind of got lost. I, got, I was in some sort of like Tory body. It was weird. Um, <laughs> but yes, make them and let me know what they're like. Okay. Oh, yeah. They said great. That's all I'm going to think about now is <laughs> beef nuggets. Beef duck. Could you do it like vegetables, like a vegetarian size? You got like carrot Good. nuggets. They just like mash it all up. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. And you've got a child that'll eat well, does she eat anything? No, she's a pain in the ass. Ah, oh, boo. Boo his fucking kids. Boo his boo. <laughs> um, but anyway, Jamie, sorry, we anyway. move on. And finally, what is Callum teaching us this week? Dropping an ice cream as an adult is far more upsetting than as a kid, because there's a good chance you probably paid for it yourself. Yeah. Mm. No, I is it though? Well, I don't buy ice cream because I ain't got kids. So. I mean, you don't buy ice cream for yourself. Well, yeah, but I don't throw it on the floor. It's not really say throw it on the floor. Is it drop it by accident? I've never, but I've never done that. It's weird. <laughs> That's odd, actually. I've never actually. The only, the, 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 it's similar. I bought a peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter milkshake from Casper's and it cost me like a grand. And I got it, yeah. And as I was about to drink, the cup split and it went everywhere, all over the carpet, all over the rug, all over everything. And I was, I I wasn't angry that I'd I'd spilt it everywhere. I was livid because it cost me a grand. (laughs) (laughs) You know when you're really, really looking forward to something, like, oh my god, this is going to be unbelievable, and then you don't get to have it. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. Oh yeah, oh it really, really is. I think he's on something though, because I have dropped ice cream as an adult and it's heartbreaking. But I really love ice cream, so I'd probably feel the exact same way even if I didn't pay for it. I mean you used to fucking make it, so Yeah, I miss uh, two ice cream machines and you don't even fucking bother anymore. <laughs> um, I got another one. You're joking, aren't you? Someone brought me another one for Christmas, like a roller one instead. After sorry, my business closed about three years ago. You taking the fucking piss here? Um, I did think that a little bit. <laughs> it was only a fucking one season thing. Um, and Martin still wants his mama ice cream anyway. That I lost that my <laughs> sister binned. Um, well, we were. Oh, yeah, so I've never dropped, I've never dropped ice cream, so I, I know how you feel, but I do it in the sense of things that I actually like. Ice cream's nice, but I don't, I won't ejaculate over it or anything. It's not something ice cream's never been like. I don't know. I've never been like, oh my god, I want ice cream. I've never, it's never appealed. So I feel like I can't relate. Love ice cream; it's the best. But I'm not a big fan of ice lollies. I love fruit pasta lollies, but that's about it. Yeah, I've never been a big fan. Like the rocket lollies, I don't get. Feasts are unbelievable. Yeah, feasts are good, actually. Yeah, to be fair. I tell you what was was great. It's like eight quid a magnum, and magnums are now like this big. Um, was the white chocolate one with the rose, the pink. Chocolate around there. Oh my f- 
fucking ass. That was unreal. <sighs> yeah, that was so good. Um, but I can't, but now they're putting like fucking mango in it and coconut in it. And you're like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with this? A cla- but still, there we are, boys. There we fucking are. Callum, thank you so much for some unbelievable treaches once again. And of course, I know how to fucking follow this, and that was absolutely amazing. You do. It's time for Tom's journal. Read to me. And welcome to another edition of Tom's journal. Welcome back to another edition of Tom's journal. So, Jamie, let me find where I'm at in the journal. I actually went into the place where there we are. There we are. So, did you know, Jay? That London has 12 seasons. Everyone else has four, and London has 12 seasons, okay? So it's got winter. It starts yes. at winter, okay? It's fool's spring. So it fools you that spring is coming, but actually it's not as more snow and shit on the way. Then you get a second winter. I think it's just the UK. <laughs> then you get a spring of deception. Then you get a third winter. There's, a, there's more freezing cold weather and rain, snow everywhere. Then the pollening happens and all your hay fever bastards get your asses kicked. There's actual spring. That actually happens. That comes around June time. Then summer comes around September for about a week. And then we call that season hell. Because obviously it's like 50 million degrees centigrade on here. Then you get false autumn. You think that the summer's gone. You're like, oh my God, amazing. Here comes autumn. Then the second summer begins. And all of a sudden it's really boiling hot again for no reason for fucking years. And then actual autumn happens. Pretty accurate for British weather. I don't think that's London specific. I don't know, it's just Britain. Yeah. That's just the UK, yeah. And yeah. it's just muggy all the time. Yeah. Even when it's, it's cold, never not. it's still muggy. Yeah. Do I need a coat? Well, yeah, it's raining, but it's like 45% humidity. It's like 55, 55 million percent humidity right now. I'll sweat and get wet at the same time. I don't get it. <laughs> Double the wet. So somebody was on uh, was on the old dating apps. Um, so do you look better in person or in pictures? And I was like, listen, look, I'm funny. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> so of everyone knows that classic English I before E, yeah? Oh yes, yes. So I before E, except when your foreign neighbour Keith receives eight counterfeit beige sleighs from feisty caffeinated weightlifters. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Where I always that comes is, after me. That is absolutely brilliant. I like that. Look, or uh, this blew my mind when I found this. I actually can't believe I spent eleven years of my life asking teachers if I was allowed to use the bathroom, and sometimes be told no. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> miss, miss, can I go to the toilet? Yes, but be quick. Every time that was the answer. Yeah, yes, I don't get it. Well, I'm gonna shit myself here. Do you want to? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll have a massive shit on the floor, and you can fucking pick it up then. <laughs> How crazy is that? Nuts, isn't it? I read it. Went. Oh yeah. What the hell? 
Life is weird sometimes. It when really you grow up, you're like, why did I do that? This one's relevant <laughs> for you. As a father, why aren't you ready for bed? I told you to get ready for bed 20 minutes ago, my kid. Well, I was going to listen to that, but that has carried on living my life. That's fucking accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that one. <laughs> that ginger you know tyrant upstairs, I feel that one. I never have to worry about yeah, that. Here we, it's go, great. here we go. It's fucking wonderful. But why do buses and trains cost money? Like, you're going that way anyway. Just give us a lift, G. <laughs> It's kind of true, though. They are going that way. Let me on. (laughs) Look, right, my son bet me that he can make a piece of paper fly farther than I could. So he spent 10 minutes making the fanciest paper airplane I've ever seen. The look on his face when I crumpled mine into a ball and launched it across the house was priceless. Sucks to be a loser, doesn't it? (laughs) It's the fucking love making paper airplanes. I could never do it. Origami, I never got. For some reason, there was one person that was fucking amazing at it. Oh, yeah. You'd you'd get, you make your basic airplane, not pretty sure, then some douche would come and turn around he's like made this like fandangled thing that can fly across the room at 30 miles an hour and picks up passengers along the way he's like how'd you manage that? yeah <laughs> when he gets the, the scissors out starts cutting the tail out like yes. what the fuck <laughs> what's going on here Dave come on <laughs> more dynamic okay prick <laughs> alright Jamie do you ever get in bed and open a book and then decide you're not ready for that kind of commitment yet so it says you just open Facebook and scroll for the next two hours <laughs> the amount of times I've thought about taking a book to read in bed before I go to sleep and I'm like nah I'll just scroll today for five minutes and fall asleep I do it all the time <laughs> oh do you know what I'm enjoying this episode I might finish this episode of Walking Dead and then I'll go to bed and I'll put a book on oh NFL's on <laughs> yeah oh that's on oh, I'll do a book tomorrow that's it's me no me I would fall asleep and drop the book on my face <laughs> it's me you fall asleep everywhere. I mean, I know you don't so much anymore, but Jamie, never mind. What they say? You falling asleep randomly like you <laughs> used to. <laughs> what are we doing? Is what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm really confusing. They say, Jay, a banana a day cleans your colon, and then I found out you meant to eat them. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, that's one of my, uh, my favourite entries ever. I love it so much. Oh, fucking hell. I, I do love oh. the stupid entries. That was great. <laughs> I went for a job interview. Job interviewer. So it says here, you have experience with business. Um, what business exactly are you in? Me. Um, I'm in the business of misery, so let's take it from the top. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I love the fact we're getting references to emo songs every week now as well. It's great. It was Fortnite Boy last week. <laughs> it's absolutely oh yes, it was. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Do you know what I really miss? How Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network only had commercials aimed at children. 
I wish there was an option for that on Netflix and YouTube. Like, please, no more insurance antidepressants. Please, only show me the latest in Super Soaker technology. Oh, yes, please. Also, I don't know why I said Netflix. Netflix doesn't have adverts. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It says Hulu, and we don't have Hulu over here. So no. I'm like, I'll make it British, and then fucked it. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Wait, 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 it's fine. Um, I'll give you a couple more. The fact that head and shoulders doesn't have a body wash called knees and toes disappoints me almost as much as I disappoint my parents. <laughs> oh my God, they need a face wash called eyes and ears and mouth and nose. It'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Be great. <laughs> oh. And finally, son. Dad, can we go to a haunted house this year? Dad, what's wrong when we live in? Son, what? Dad, good night, son. <laughs> That's great. That is great. And that was another edition <laughs> of Tom's Journal. Absolutely beautiful as always, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Mr. Stevens. You know what, right? Because you referenced it earlier, I'll give you this instead. <clears throat> Jamie, Jamie, mm -hmm. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Don't expect this The good guys dressed in black, bitch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. This week, I said, there's been many great fashion trends over the years, from flares to button-up joggers to jelly shoes and beyond. This week, we ask, if you were to bring back a fashion trend from the past, what vintage item would you be rocking? What say you, Mr. Stevens? I said love poppers back in the day. Yes. They were. I had... Lime green Adidas ones. 
and lime and like an, a bright orange kappa. It's a fucking love them. Oh my god! Back in the day, I thought it was fucking cool as shit. I used to love like ripping them all up, popping them. Like yeah, legs out, motherfucker. It's a didn't have some have didn't some have all the way to the top. Yeah. And as a kid, let, let kids wear that. Yeah. And no one gave a fucking shit. <laughs> and we all ripped our fringe trousers all the way up. <laughs> yeah. God, it's a paedophile's dream, now, isn't it? Crazy <laughs> access. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. I got to the line and stayed there. Couldn't resist. <laughs> and you just went... <laughs> Running over the line. Do you know what? I'm going to make beef nuggets. Oh, Pioneer. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm such a rebel. I'm going to make duck ones too. I'm crazy. They should lock me up, Dave. I, I, <laughs> love, you so, me. I love you so much. Oh, so funny. The only problem with doing this show with you is I can't like pretend my stupidity doesn't happen because it's fucking recorded. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I have always said personally. Ever since my like teenage skater days, I've not that I was a skater, but for some reason I've said skater days. I always wanted a pair of those big ass baggy jeans that we used to hang a chain off and everything. I've always wanted another pair. Like my mom, my best friend, my ex, everyone fucking hated them. To me, they're the greatest pair of jeans in the history of the world. I love them. I used uh, to love it. Skate, skate shoes I used to love as well. DCs and Vans back in the day when everyone used to love them bad boys. I always loved the chain. I even, Jamie, genuinely, for all of about a week or a month or had the massive long leather jacket. I had one of those too. And then I got mugged in it. I never wore it ever again. Oh. Yeah, genuine story. Genuine story. Oh, I miss my trench coat. Granted, I barely wore it because I felt like a fucking idiot in it, but... I wanted it. I loved, I loved it. Until that happened. Yeah. Well, going to some audience answers, the first one based off what I just said, my mother says, definitely not those awful jeans you used to wear in your teens. <laughs> she hated those fucking jeans. <laughs> Becky Westwood says, Victorian dresses. I mean, yeah, it would probably kill my breathing and my back after, because it, after a bit, but you know, they're awesome. There, there. I mean, with the way the world's going at the moment, we might be back there soon, so you'd be oh, fine. Possibly, vintage does <laughs> seem to be in. I'm not sure it's that vintage, but you know, it is. No, I'm, I was, I was talking about the world. Yeah, oh, you sorry. just mean in general, we're going back because everything's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, and everything costs four billion pounds. Well, to be fair, Birmingham, we know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have a little bit of money? Like Oliver <laughs> Twist, then, aren't you? That's just the MPs. Um, Claire Jones says, hip hugger jeans, definitely. I couldn't work out what hip hugger jeans were, I'll be honest. I'm assuming they cuddle the hips. Maybe. They must show off the ladies' figures because we're simple boys. We don't understand this fashion. What the fuck's an hourglass? What's up? You're a pair? How are you a pair? <laughs> Laura Kirsty says jelly shoes, but they have actually made a comeback, apparently. Have they? Apparently so. Why are jelly shoes back? I don't know, my sisters just go nuts for them. Girls fucking loved jelly shoes. 
Nice, Ollie, Ollie Nightingale shows what a distinguished gentleman he is and simply says, penguin suits with top hats. Yeah. Fucking tails and everything. Yes. Laura Jean says, dresses over jeans. Time for the youth of today to look as stupid as we did. Was that a thing? I don't remember remember this. But apparently it was. Because I thought she was making something up. Like that she'd put a dress on top of jeans. But apparently you could get jeans that had a skirt attached to them. Really? I don't remember this. I spent most of my childhood in Germany, so I don't know what was going on over here. So yeah. (laughs) We missed all the weird UK fashion. Nina Hewitson says combats and sparkly tops. Oh, and dresses with Doc Martins. Oh, I want to go back and wear them now. Maybe. You know what, right? You, you, you do the, the, what fashion shows. If you want to wear them, wear them. Yeah, Someone's got to be sending them somewhere, surely. Oh, then, Please I find those jeans again. Please find flary jeans again, Jay. I oh, just... I've looked. I have looked. <laughs> and I couldn't find them. I was gutted. Um Gemma Williams, those big fuck-off-sized bell-bottoms, the ones you'd think you could fit both legs in. Yes, Gemma! See, she knows what I'm on about. Let's bring them back. They were the best. Belt buckles as well. We used to have, like, really cool belt buckles on those. I think I still have one, in a, a kiss one in a drawer somewhere. Of course I do. Jess Wild, former guest Jess Wilder was, was selling a heartogram one, and I was like, I almost bought it. I was like, that <laughs> is gorgeous. Sorry, I was like, I kind of want one. I'm not going to lie. That's amazing. I used to have the famous Stars and Straps, the F. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, but the, but but it was because obviously an F was quite as a bit of a sharp letter. I used to really fucking dig into my stomach because I'm a fat prick. I I used to find that because I was a fat teenager. Like all my belt buckles are digging, and I have like a line across my gut. I'm like, Ow. let's not wear this anymore. I look so cool, but uh, I'm gonna be sick. Where's my stomach gun? It's like trailing behind you because you just slice yourself open. <laughs> Oh, Mark Woodyat, this year, this week's guest, this year's, this week's guest, shell suits. Fucking proper Harry Enfield and Chum shell suits. Oh yes. my God, what a show that is. But He <laughs> should have wore one on the, uh, for this interview. Yes, yes, he should have. Bring them back. Robin Cripps. Robin, this was never a trend and it should never come back. Socks and sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I love Robin so much. What a legend. Jerry Keane. It's just my this made my whole whole customer service heart smile. Customer service with a smile. That is a trend that should come back. I'm not sure if it's fashion, but it definitely should come back. And uh Mr. Stevens, you need to have a word with your father. Because Darren Stevens says leg warmers. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, sir. You do you. <laughs> Wear them, Dad. If you want to, if you want to bring them back, fucking wear them. <laughs> Michaela Spence says, definitely the early noughties low-cut jeans with a white tail on show. My signature look. Was those the trousers that looked like had a fong sticking over your ass? Is that what I'm thinking of? Like what Lita used to wear? It is those, isn't it? I thought it was. Fucking hell, Michaela. Fucking hell. <laughs> I never got ever saw anyone wear those in the wild. <laughs> Jude Milk tells us that he's a man of simple pleasures and posts samurai armor. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> as Fair as enough. you do. Fair yeah. enough. I wouldn't expect anyone from a band named Acid Age to do anything any differently. So fair fucks. <laughs> or the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, yeah. Oh, I'll give you two more. 
Ryan Williams, usually I'm late to realise a fashion trend or I just wear what I like and don't give a fuck about it being a trend or not. But two things that randomly disappeared that I thought were awesome fashion ideas. One is the fanny pack. This unisex belt purse from the late 80s, early 90s was awesome. What was it we called them over here? A bum bag. Yes, I had loads of bum bags when I was a kid. It's because Americans have to wear it at the front where their fanny is. And guys and Brits wore at the back where your ass is. I'm assuming that's why it was called that. Because I always wore mine at the front. So I don't really know. But don't Americans call fanny the, the butt's fanny? I thought it was... I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. I've never understood what it's called a bum bag. But I had loads of them. I remember having a fluorescent one with dinosaurs on. Aren't they back now, but they go over the shoulder, apparently? Yes. Because, you know, we have to try and make them look cool again. No, they're awesome. Wear them. And he said, the other is in this picture. I wasn't alive to wear it. I'll post the picture. But I feel I could have totally rocked the hippie look. And it's like one of those proper hippie shirts. They look fucking awesome. They just look really comfortable to be fair. And last but not least is our dear friend Mally Malpass, who says, 70s jumpsuits for men. And he's posted a few pictures, which I'll post. I would wear the fuck out of these. I'm wearing a denim jumpsuit right now, so I'm already kind of bringing it back. I have never seen these before. They are fabulous. I bet they would make them look absolutely unbelievable as well. Oh, yes. No, Mally. They would absolutely rock the shit. Mally would kill it, yeah. Uh, they They would look great. So, yes, Mally, please. Please do it. At least for us, anyway. Yes. Bloodstock next year. Yes. Mally, blood start next year. We want you in a 70s jumpsuit. Absolutely. <laughs> I know they will as well. Um, yeah. Well, thank you to absolutely every single one of you that participates in Jamie's Challenge every single week. We really, really do appreciate it and uh, that you get involved. It means means everything to us. So thank you so much. But if you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Callum's Treatings, Tom's Journal, the interview, and the absolute shit that we spew... Uh, after the interview then you'll enjoy the other 101 editions wherever you get your podcast from spotify google apple good pods where else podcasts go you know there's so many platforms now i've lost count <laughs> but you can guarantee that we're on all of them but the best place to find us is youtube at the chronicles of podcast please hit that subscribe button it's so important you hit that subscribe button hit the bell to get notified when new videos are released and comment as much as you like, or as little as you like, whatever. Just comment on everything. It'd be absolutely wonderful. It would mean the world to us. What can you find on our YouTube? I hear you cry. You can find every single one of our interviews, every single one of our shows, every single one of our hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesdays, which are all our interviews from our previous channel, our Bloodstock 2002 and 2022, sorry, and 2023 live interviews, our Bloodstock vlog from last year, our Dublin Crust vlog from last year. Please, if you're an Irish listener, go and see Dublin Crust. Go to the cinemas now and go and see Dublin Crust. You will not be disappointed. I absolutely promise you. Uh, Our 2000 Trees interviews as well. It's been an unbelievable ride so far, and we appreciate every single one of you that comes on this journey with us. And to every one of our guests, like Mark this week, thank you so much. You can also find us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you hit that like button. Share it everywhere. Tell everyone about it and put some memes and some GIFs and whatever else you want in there. But whilst I think about it, 
Jamie, um, where else can you find us? Subscribing to the Mark and Me podcast so you can go check out all 300 episodes of his back catalogue. That'll get you busy for a while, won't it? Yeah, or on our X at TCO Pod. And whilst you're subscribing to the Mark and Me podcast and going back through his 300 editions back catalogue, and on our scrolling through our X, that sounds weird. Where did you find this? <laughs> Coming up with culinary delights and being an absolute genius, like making beef nuggets. Exactly. Or on our Instagram at TCO Pod. Come and follow us on the old TikTok at TCO Pod. Jamie's posting absolutely glorious videos like Nell Campbell talking all about the time warp. So you know you don't want to miss out on that. And go and find Jamie's Chesney Hawks video because that that face will be the best thing I've ever seen for the rest of my life. Um, I'm lost. Come and follow us on LinkedIn, the Chronicles of Podcast. Please uh, connect with us on there. Follow us on there. However, it is LinkedIn is a professional platform, and I know that you do something to be like, yes, I want to follow these guys. So please can do that as well. Or, or come on down to our little website, our lovely little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about us on there, all of our shows uh, episodes are on there or editions as we call them all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there and our shop is on there as well if you want to get yourself some tco pod merch would be very much appreciated gracias so that is and stick with me here subscribe on our youtube at the chronicles of podcast and make sure you hit that subscribe button or follow uh, and even not or and follow us on all social media platforms at tco pod and now it's time for the jamie <laughs> the Jamie. <laughs> Before we get out of here, let's say thank you to a few of our friends. First and foremost, we have to say a massive thank you to the man that provides every single piece of music that you hear on this very show. Our theme music, our little skits in between the segments music, the music on our vlogs and videos, you name it, it all comes from one man. And that one man is the incredibly talented Matt Roberts. Go check him out on all social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Go listen to all his music. May I suggest his latest single, Rat Race? And make sure you're keeping up to date with everything that Matt's putting out there because all of it is bloody brilliant. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. Have a look at everything you like the look on there. It could be that T-shirt that Tom's wearing. It could be that hat that Tom's wearing. It could be that hoodie that either of us are sometimes wearing. No matter what you like the look of, go add it to your basket. And then when you get there, when you get to the checkout, put in The Chronicles and get yourself 10% off your order. And last but not least, a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Obviously, what happened to Sophie is what happened. Obviously, what happened to Sophie happened here in the UK, but it does not mean it is a UK issue. It is a global issue. So it's about time that people stop being treated differently just because they want to colour their hair, because they want to listen to heavy music, no matter what it might be. Be like Boy George and inspire and go and embrace the differences. You might just find something you bloody well like. If you're not familiar with Sophie's story, head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com and go learn all about her story. Share it out there for the world to hear in case they are not familiar with Sophie's story because the message is still as relevant as it is today as it was back then. Massive thank you to everyone who sat down with us at Bloodstock. I am slowly putting together our Bloodstock vlog. I cannot wait to get it out there for you all to hear. It means the absolute world. And yeah, massive thank you. 
to my wonderful co-host also. Gracias. Massively appreciated. And right back at you, Jay. A massive thank you to you too. Uh, and a massive thanks to Mark for joining us for this week's edition. It's massively appreciated. An absolute pleasure to finally get you on. Thank you for taking the time out to sit and chat to us. And another great episode, Jamie. Another great one indeed. But as for this week, we'll see you all next week for the Chronicles of Kyle Black. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.